So that means you can say whatever you want here, actually. I could say the N-word. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, everyone, this is another episode of the <laughs> Iron Man podcast, episode seven. This is going to be a, well, one-on-one episode with Mr. Y. Joe Paisano. Haven't talked to V in. And it feels like forever. He just, I told him he drops in like one time out of like six months out of the yeah. year, leaves like, another six months, comes out one time. He only, he only visits us twice a year. He visits me at least more than my dad and Santa Claus, actually, you know? So we're good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but I had, oh, oh, how are you doing, man? It's been, uh, it's been a minute. So as you know, now we're on Rumble. You can talk about, well, so we're going to talk about Yu Gi Oh!, like Trump and all the other stuff, you know, because. Last time I talked to you, it was right before Trump went through that shit that that lady accused him of, but it turns out they found nothing, and then, you know, nothing. just, yeah, but it turns out fucking Joe Biden's son could, like, you know, do all that fucked up shit Dude, he did. blowing the White House. <laughs> he was wiping his nose, and people were like, oh, he, he was just blowing his nose. Oh, he was. He was blowing his nose. Just not the way you were thinking. Blowing the coke out of it. <laughs> God. So it's nutty, bro. So as anyone knows, I'm rebranding my second channel into my main YouTube channel. I just got to get that video done in a couple of days because as you guys know, probably know, notice the new scenery. I actually officially moved into the other place my friend wanted to get me. So when I get everything unpacked and settled in, I'll, I'll start doing that. Uh, I'm also working on that, on that channel update video for the second channel, bringing back Yu-Gi-Oh! Market Watches, movie reviews, all the great stuff you missed. And speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know what's crazy, man? Because me and you have been talking about this stuff for years, like literally years, about all the all the game's problems. You, I, I'm pretty sure I watched a video today, but I wanted to add in one little thing that that you, know, you do a bad video. I want to make sure there's one thing. Have you noticed about YCSs too? There's no hype around them, because you know how like Konami tries to be an esport. Well, because you notice at least with like esports, like 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 Overwatch and League of Legends and all the other esports that claim esports. You know how there's like little hype videos to kind of hype you up to watch it, like pro players talking trash doing all that shit. There's nothing to hype up people to watch YCS events. So, because I know, I, I don't know if Jeff Johns mentions in his tweet, have you noticed the viewership for those have gone down? I imagine they've gone down dramatically because the YCS events are supposed to be like the pre- the most prestigious events of the year for Yu-Gi-Oh! outside of Nationals and Worlds, right? But there's nothing to hype you to watch the event, though. The pro players don't do any content for it. They don't do contests around the pro players. The, and they all, all they do in extreme... They just run the same bullshit ads. Like, there's no inherent reason to watch these events anymore outside of just, you know, if you just like competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! It's all it is, really, you know? I think that's what also is missing, too. If the highest prestigious events of the game are not being preserved in history, why should we care? Like, during a YCS event, I should know who has the most YCS rings because this is the highest event. Does anybody know who has the highest YCS rings? I don't fucking know. They don't tell me. It might be Pat. It might be Billy Brick for all I fucking know. You know, who has the most trophies? Who's who's been like the most runner up? And maybe this time at this event, he might actually do it. You know, those are things people like, actually. Well, storylines, narratives. There's no storylines at all. Narratives. You know who, who generates those? We do. Me and you. Right. Content creators. Well, we generate those storylines. We generate those narratives. They don't generate shit. All they do is write in their goddamn forsaken fucking blog. You know? And the blog's antiquated. It's old. Nobody really cares to read those. Very few people actually do read mm-hmm. those, and it's less and less every year. They have the analytics. They know the information. Uh, also, I mean, the thing about YCS is they've been doing the same exact thing, mm-hmm. and it's been going dying down. Guys, come play on YCS and spend $900 of travel, food, and lose every uh, – be away from your family and friends for, and maybe even work for the weekend and lose money, actually, because mm-hmm. you're not working on the weekend to win a Nintendo Switch. 
That's it? That's the best prize? No, 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 no. And you can win a trophy. It's about this big. Maybe that big, depending on the event. Mm. It, it, also, the incentivization yeah. is, and, and, and oh, oh, let me not forget, you can win a card that you can eBay because you can't really play the card because it's a vanilla bag of shit card. Mm-hmm. Konami 100% has just shit on the community, and right. their greed has led to the detriment of what they're currently in right now. And, and they've drastically um, ruined the game with like watering down prize cards because people don't understand the re- there's a reason why prize cards were the way they were back in the day, all the way back from like. Crush card to shrink. Who forget shrink the card that Kaiba used in the anime was a was a prize card at one point. There's mm-hmm. they have supremely toned down prize cards because in the because you know the fan this is like I blame the fan base on this. The fan base was like, no, but it's too powerful if one guy has it. He went all the way and won the biggest event of the year. Yeah, that's kind of your reward. You you that's the reward for that. You get to have that. You know, so the fan base complained about that shit. Kami went, let's water down every prize card. The last prize card that, that's been used, and it's only kind of using this Dragon Dex, is just Armageddon. That's the last YCS prize card that's been like constantly used, but a few, mm-hmm. but it's only seen in just a few decks. It's not using like every deck, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the newest YCS prize card, we had that dual link, that ghetto looking Crimson Dragon card, that Link Monster, when they could have just made the Crimson Dragon because, you know, reasons, right? Then you had, um, that vanilla, vanilla, whatever the fuck that shit's called, you know, that vaginosaurus, what the fuck's that? <laughs> you know, so there's even a less incentive to top of YCS now. If the priciest car, if the YCS price cards are bad, there's a less incentive to even win the event because you spend all this money taking this off work, spend a lot of money on your deck, and you get to the, you, you get to like what top four, you get a price card, you can't even use it. Not if you not basically use it, uh, it's dog shit. Yeah, YCS events. Okay, so we always play the, like, what if you own Konami game? Mm-hmm. And the first, one of the big things I would do as far as YCS events is I would restructure the entire style of the event. Mm-hmm. Because right now for players, you're telling them to go play an event only for glory. And if you want to do only for glory and you don't want to do money, which I think should be done, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But then we got to figure out better price support because you're insulting right. the player base by giving them a Nintendo Switch. It's a mm-hmm. huge insult to the player base that spends so much time and money to get there. And you're going to get them a, a fucking console that's how many years old? Like, my kid's older than a Nintendo Switch. Like, it's insane. And uh, uh, um, my, my, my Nintendo Switch is older than my kids, I mean. But, like, it, it's just crazy how Konami sits there and, and does this. And then goes, oh, wait a minute. We're losing money. Now what do we do? How about get shit to get people's attention? It's not really difficult. Unless, mm-hmm. you're, uh, unless you're being held down. Konami TCGM. They're being held down. That I need to tell the OCG and keep telling them and keep trying. I mean, I mean that's all you can do because there's a huge problem in the game uh, in many sectors that I feel like Konami can easily fix, but they're mm-hmm. not doing. There's also another thing with uh, YCS events where, I don't know, some of them they don't live stream, which is also another bigger problem too. It's like the most prestigious events of the year for Yu-Gi-Oh! Because how many YCS we have a year? Like, what, five, six? So, somewhere on that range, I, right? I talked to a Konami employee about that years ago, and they said that it's really expensive to stream a YCS event. And mm. I found that super fascinating because it's really not. Uh, I, when they told me that, I got quiet, and that event basically shut me down with that answer. But then I went and did my own research. Now, here's some statistics that I think are really interesting. First off, the, the Konami told me it's really expensive uh, every time they hold a watch this event because they have to rent all the camera equipment. They don't own that equipment. They rent that equipment, okay? So it's all rentable. But 
But if you was to buy the equipment, it's actually cheaper than renting it, especially as time goes on, it gets cheaper. I know, shocker. And for that equipment, instead of driving and hauling everywhere we got to go, there's a magical thing called FedEx that will actually mail your equipment to a designated area, which Konami can easily do. So the equipment itself, as far as cameras, uh, all that studio equipment, that is not an issue. It's, it's, it's a real non-issue. It, it only depends if Konami actually wants to put the, you know, incentive, if they, they want to actually get their ass in gear, okay? Because every time they go and do a YCS event, they have to rent all that shit, rather than if they were to buy it, which would be, once again, really inexpensive. That's number one. Number two, they said the internet they pay for is insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great answer in 2008, but we're in 2023. Internet is insanely cheap, and there's multiple ways to actually stream events. I stream Yu-Gi-Oh events with a laptop and my iPhone at a locals. And Konami's telling me that they're paying thousands, and they that's what they said to me. They're paying thousands to stream a YCS event. Listen, dude, you're, you're not getting thousands of viewers. I mean, like, like tens of 20,000 viewers. Mm-hmm. You got streamers at home streaming with a regular connection, regular connection, streaming with a, with a piece of shit computer. For 40, 50, 60,000 viewers, and Konami can stream for nine at most, 10 at peak. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's it, it's not an answer anymore. Konami is just antiquated. I think the people that work at Konami don't know. They're one of those people that, that probably saw rotary phones. They don't they don't understand, like, get your shit together. It's the fucking year 2023. Get all the good gear, get, get to work, and let's actually start rolling out some some mm-hmm. real equipment that would actually is like more modernized. Delete the vlog. <laughs> yeah. Also, please get rid of that blog. That blog is so trash. <laughs> it's so it, it's disgusting. It's it's never been changed or updated. It, it's embarrassing that they even have a vlog. And, and, and listen, it, it, it'd be great that if they had a, if they had a, like a like a maybe like a influencer, a YouTuber influencer that that ran a little vlog website. That'd be like the go to spot. Konami mm-hmm. has people that they pay for. They fly out to, and it's not like one guy. It's multiple people that you do all this shit for to work a fucking blog. Why? One, some, one, one of them is a good friend of mine. I actually knew him since he was a little kid. I uh, works with Konami. Why the fuck? And even he's like, dude, I don't. This is, they just said, can you come down? I said, sure. But like, mm-hmm. this should not be the thing. It shouldn't be a thing whatsoever. It should be Konami. That's yeah. wasted resources. But since Konami is so old, and I really do truly think the people there are so old. They don't have a grasp on what they can actually use their resources for. So to continue with a blog, they get it successful. Because they probably surround someone with ass kisses that tell them the blog is working, even though we all know it's not. It's an insult. Mm-hmm. Also, there was something that you went over in your video where everyone's been talking about this for years. It, it seems like a lot of stuff in that tweet finally got put out, and people were like, wait a minute, light bulb. All of us have been saying this stuff for years, years literally, getting new players into the game. That's been one of the hardest things for Yu-Gi-Oh!, all even as complicated as magic is does have constantly new players joining pokemon is i've learned how to play pokemon less than a dozen 30 minutes pokemon's pretty easy Yu-Gi-Oh! despite a lot of people saying they actually like playing the game when they actually understand it that initial barrier to entry has always been hard for Yu-Gi-Oh! because people say once they actually understand how to play they actually really really enjoy it and i i, I agree it's really really fun once you know how to play but that mm. initial barrier to entry is killing for the game. But it's also not even just the initial barrier to entry. It's also getting younger players join the game. Because I've always said this, Yu-Gi-Oh's, Yu-Gi-Oh's audience is stagnant. Or it's, it's peaked ages ago. The people that are playing the game right now have been playing the game probably since like 2000 and X. Or they've 
come in and out of the game, right? There's mm. not constantly newer generation of kids joining the game. That's what would make the game essentially die. It's not having essentially newer players join constantly. Right. You know? and, and since new players aren't joining, what does Konami do? They have to go ahead and juice the current play base by making yeah. these up mm-hmm. the, these these secondhand rarities. So that's what they that's why we're getting this. And, and this is why I always look to my videos. I always go, since there's no new influx of players coming in, the current players, if if you don't have no new customers coming in, you have to charge more to the current customers. And at the NAWCQ, everything was upcharged, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is something that, that people will slowly like realize. Food and like just well, it was a vet. So regional flights used to be twelve dollars. Then they went to sixteen dollars at NW at NAWCQ. Regional regional flights. The flights was twenty dollars, and you got packs. I think it was three or four packs of Tactical Masters for twenty fucking dollars. <laughs> and and Konami gave incentivization to make people play inside events. So. I, you see what they're doing. It's very slick what they're doing. They go, okay, we're upcharging you, but don't worry about it. If you win or enter, whatever, you get tickets. And with those tickets, you can use them to get play mats that you can mm-hmm. eBay. We can't eBay them because we're Konami, and that's considered – and the minute we do that, we're just fucked. But you can eBay them. So that's that's the kind of give and get if they do. They up the amount of play mats you can uh, uh, go ahead and basically eBay. Uh, the issue is still, once again, it's still Konami juicing their current player base because right. no newer players are wanting to come in. No matter how much Konami bends over backwards for Dragon Duels players, the number every year still gets smaller. And the last say, year oh, was big, players. was in 2017, when that one little black kid won. That was like when it was last, I remember like a well, decent amount of kids joining and pl- playing. Players are aging out of Dragon Duels and no new players yeah. are getting in, so every year it's getting mm-hmm. smaller and smaller and smaller. And the issue that Konami's having is, they go, well, what do we do to get those new younger players in? And it's not really that hard, but unfortunately with Konami is they don't really they're not putting the initiative to get those new players in. Uh and and I mean, once again, I, I think there's a lot of like great there's a lot of great ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of great I I gave a couple of examples in my video, but I'm not gonna sit there and wipe Konami's ass and they do something right and then take all the credit for it. That's not how this works. Oh yeah. I, I, I straight up <laughs> said I said, Konami, listen, you can reach out to me, you can hit me up. There's a lot of things you can do to change this fucking game and make it better. And if you want to talk business, we can. And I'll keep saying that nonstop. And if the game dies at this point, I'm so burnt on on the play. I, I was saying this at Nationals. I fucking hate the player base, but I love uh, I love some of the players. I love you know my buddy MSK. I met a lot of my subscribers at that at an Fucking love every single one of them. They're fucking awesome. I would never mm-hmm. train them for anything in the world, but. The Yu-Gi-Oh! player base is really fucked up and toxic. Konami does nothing about it. And then they sit there and go, gee, why can't we get newer players? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Oh, but by the way, we're going to add gender yeah. ideology. Okay, yeah. Kim is pronoun. Mm-hmm. But why can't we get newer players? It's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to mention that. Is that the game is struggling to get new players. Hard to get revenue into the game, probably since there's people that will buy the product but they're not exactly you know buying more products and sales. they mostly just save their money the average person not just saves their money for like that one part of the year and they just splurge on that outside of you know your stores you're also screwing over too which we'll get into that later too but you know the games are struggling with getting kids into the game your generation struggling with how to you know present ycs events struggling to obviously uh change up the products actually which we'll get into later because the products have been pretty stale and stagnant for the for the longest but oh yeah you can't misgender someone oh Oh my! Oh my! Heart breaks for someone. Oh, I—it's just—it's in my soul. You know that 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 man who this is a man 
Jessica won the European Nats. Instead of trying to celebrating that this person did it, oh, the random flunky that follows around this person because he's just looking for cloud goes, he's she's a woman. All of us just care that this person just piloted a Rika Feria against Kashira. We don't give a fuck, honestly. I don't care. And and that's what the, the person thing. Wants to do. Konami Konami wants us to care because they're so fucking. Uh, I think, in my opinion, Konami is a group of people about 20, 22 at max. Um, that just go around, and, and I I think there are some of us in that group, obviously, because if not, I would have been banned a long time ago. <laughs> I still think I'm going to get banned eventually from having an opinion. I'll be honest with you, but <laughs> I, I I think that there are, are people that are at the top I mean, that. Stevie that... Blunder has opinions. <laughs> he's he's banned. <laughs> well, he wasn't banned for his opinions. He was banned for breaking. He, I'm gonna do a video on how to rob a, rob a bank. I'm gonna show you everything how to rob a bank. Don't rob a bank, but I'm gonna show you how to rob a bank. Gee, why am I in trouble? I was just telling people how to rob a bank. Why am I in trouble? <laughs> he also did that recent video of exposing Cali effect or whatever. But it turns out the person that he was helping uh, literally left out a key piece of context that changes the entire situation. Guys, don't trust Stevie Blunder. Stevie Blunder is a piece of shit, actually. Yeah. Farfer's <laughs> girlfriend really is just, just an idiot. I mean, huh. at the end of the day, that kid just cloud chases. It, it, that, that kid's a scum. He he, 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 like, he he yells out to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Twitter, all those bitches out there, all the girls in that community, Nobody and said, asking to help them. It's just, what he said, oh, if you, if, you, uh, if you vote for Donald Trump or if you don't like trans people, we shouldn't accept you into the community. It's like, who the fuck are you? you a oh. band player saying this, by the way. <laughs> we should allow you to play Yu-Gi-Oh! I wish I could play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Hold the fuck on! <laughs> it's like if you don't accept trans people, you sh we should like into the community. Wait a minute, I don't have to accept jack shit, especially because I'm a fucking punk liberal living in California. Wait a minute. All, Wait. all I can do is play the Yu-Gi-Oh trading card game. That's the only real thing about as far as entry into the game. I, if I vote Trump, I could walk in with a MAGA hat, MAGA shirt, MAGA everything, American flag, fucking shorts. I'm looking clean, and I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be no problems. It'd be the same if someone walked in there with a Bernie shirt or Hillary, whatever. Yeah. If they did that shit, I'll disagree with them. But if I have to play them in tournament, I'm gonna be focusing on the game because that's with this. Yeah. This is Yu-Gi-Oh the card game. But you get guys like Stevie that go, "All right, everybody, I'm not gonna say we're gonna do segregation, but we should segregate people." <laughs> and it's like MSK. Rock, they call us the racist one, right? It's why crazy. are liberals so like <laughs> like hardcore on segregation? They don't use the word. But they do segregation shit. Why is that? Like, you know it, what I noticed is that they're the actual racist people. They're the ones that think of black people just as the Kool Aid drinking hood people living in like the projects. Well, it was Malcolm. <laughs> it was Malcolm X who said, "I'm not scared of the the white racist. I'm scared of the white liberal." Yeah, yeah. You, you know, that, and, yeah. And, I, mm -hmm. and I and I and I always think about that because I, I always think back to when, when Malcolm X said that. I go, "Wow, man, that's I, I, dude." I'd rather deal with white racists all day long than white liberals. I, I, why would anyone? Why would anyone want not to? Oh, did you point? watch the uh, Andrew Tate Tucker Carlson interview? Interview? I saw a, a chunk of it, but I didn't see the whole interview. So, yeah, I, I got to the hour thirty minute mark, but he, Andrew Tate man mentioned this too. I don't know why a lot of people don't do this because I started doing this when I got a bit older. It's like if there's someone who is truly racist, they're like, "Hey, Miss K, fucking black, you ain't shit." I'm like, 
all right, cool. Peace. Peace, dude. I'm not going to yeah. hang around that person. I'm going to just be like, all right, cool. I'm done. Like, why do people give such credence to that? I Now, I get it. In certain states, it's, it, it, it can be pretty bad. Certain areas can be pretty bad. But for the most part, if someone's being like that, you just kind of ignore them. You kind of just go out your day because you, you know, know they're ignorant. They're not with your I time, I haven't really. seen a racist guy. <laughs> like, I haven't <laughs> seen that guy. I've seen that with liberals. Liberals all day long. Oh, yeah. But like, but like, yeah. like as far as like another conservative, that's like, hey, don't tell nobody. But <laughs> I haven't seen that guy. I, I I've been told that person exists, but the only time that person I see that person exists is when it's a liberal doing it, and and they'll call me white, they'll call me Spanish, whatever it suits the narrative. They'll call you Uncle Tom. They can't yeah. call you black because you're supposed to be on their team. Mm-hmm. MSK, you're on the wrong team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on uh, Twitter, there was a guy who clip who. Downloaded one of Air July's thumbnails, and he was like, "Why is there such a minority of creators pushing white supremacy?" Wait a minute. So he was saying that people that characters drawn from the books should look like how they look like from the books to movies, pushing white supremacy because obviously that just go hand in hand. Also, I mean, when you talk to like liberals nowadays, all they do is just something, something, something. Hitler, Nazi, something, something. Insert Hitler, something Nazi. Uh, you're, you're I'm, I'm a victim because reasons. So that's what I usually get. What is, is, they go, Hitler's a bad guy. Bro, have you heard about this guy named Mao? He's a fucking... He makes have you ever heard of Genghis Khan? Yeah, like... like but, they, but once again, liberals are lazy. That's that's, that's the luxury. If you're, if you're a liberal, <laughs> you have the luxury of being stupid and lazy. You can be a hypocrite, no, too. Oh, 100%. You could definitely be a hypocrite. As long yeah. as it serves a narrative. And the narrative always ends with men being weak. That's what mm-hmm. they want. They don't want guys going to the gym. There was an article recently that said men who go to the gym are white supremacists, which I I, I didn't even know I was a Nazi, but oh, white supremacists or whatever. But I guess I, I, I guess I joined Hitler's core because I go to the gym like constantly. So and, and okay. it's funny they don't want to have men be masculine now. You got to be a fucking what it is. soy boy. Yeah. They, and, and and you know I think Andrew Tate brought this up. He goes, when when a when a nation wants to conquer another nation, how do they do it? They kill all the men of fighting age. Well, obviously they can't do that in this country because we got guns for days. So what's the next best alternative to make men a bunch of bitches? And that's what they're doing. They're promoting everything that makes men less manly. Let's makes men bitches. When's the last time? Seriously, we <laughs> saw promotion that was like fucking manly man when was the last time we saw that on a major mainstream set uh, situation when period Shit. yeah yeah exactly we but but when was the last time you saw something about a dude being a little bitch every day fuck bro mm-hmm. and you gotta ask yourself that question of who's doing but was, wasn't it revealed yeah. that wasn't it proven that it, like food nowadays have less whatever it was that it was less testosterone being pumped in to certain things that we naturally eat as men, right? Right. So, yep. There was I forgot exactly what it was, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. basically they're trying to lessen the testosterone in men. No, why would they want to do that though? Because these people think testosterone in men equals bad. They think you should like you should kind of ah, mess. So hard to break down for a lot of these people, but for the for the most part of it, if they can control your base instincts, they then they feel like they can just control who you are. Obviously. The amount of beta male YouTubers that exist is fucking <laughs> batshit crazy. It is wild. And people go, V, do you like this YouTuber? I go, I don't fucking even look into these kids because I'll be honest with you. No, he, he, here's my thing. I mean, you me, you and me go way back. I fucking love the crap out of you, brother. But like. <laughs> When I see a YouTuber, you know what I, I, you know what I do? If I see pronouns in bio, or I, I see from New York or California, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. You, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, <laughs> if someone has a Ukraine, fra- a Ukraine flag in their bio, pronouns, you're like, Fuck. you're about to get insert worst opinion ever. Yeah. Like that Nicole person. I was like, he he tweeted something, and I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, you're a dude, co-parter. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> that was my, and then after that he was like, "Get a personality, dude. I was you like, got a wig. Why you coping?" <laughs> his response was pathetic. He was like, "Get a personality." God, you, you literally didn't like your personality, and you you cut off your ball. I was like, "Whatever, I'm not going down that far. I don't get banned on Twitter, but it's like because I don't have a second account. But it's just like, it's like, bro, talking to you're a dude, cope harder. What, what other YouTubers, top YouTubers, are just like manly men?" I have a family that hold it down and create content. I'll wait. I'll fucking wait. So we'll simply on every YouTube, I would say a lot of man, top YouTubers, and I'm not trying to like start anything with a lot of these top YouTubers, but a lot of top YouTubers are single young kids. And then I mean they're not even like young kids, but they act young, I guess. Mm -hmm. And basically they're just beta males. That's the top YouTubers. And people go, V, why don't you hang out with blah blah? And I go, that beta male? Get the fuck out of here. That that one? <laughs> That word, that, that that dude in a get the fuck out of here, I'm, bro. I'm a manly man. I'm a, I got a family. I hold it down. I play this game as a hobby. I like creating content. That's the end. That's as far as that. But Konami mm -hmm. won't send me a box of your cards because I'll tell them if it's good or bad straight up. But they'll send these beta males, these these soy boy sissies, a box mm -hmm. of cards because right. they're gonna show their belly the, the minute Konami asks them to. That's not fucking, bro. We need leaders in this game. That when shit ha hits the fan, be the man better be misogynist, right? If you promote men, we need misogynists. <laughs> <laughs> we need well, more misogynists. I was having a conversation with a friend, and I told him because I think people need to because you're probably gonna understand what I'm saying because you you've lived a long time. Don't you feel like throughout life you've been given enough scenarios to kind of understand most things? Like some things are just going to be that way because that's just how they're designed. So, like, I'll give you as an example: who are watching this on a replay or watching live. So. Some things are just going to be sexist and misogynistic because that's just the nature of them. You know, well, there's nothing you can really do to do about it because it's just been engraved in our society that long. But pointing it out doesn't make you misogynist. I'm just pointing out that's just what it is. Like an example, of this would be, let's say esports for example. I can't join a female esports league. I cannot. Men cannot join female esports leagues, but women can join male esports leagues if they're good enough. Well, isn't that sexist? That is sexist. I can't join a female league. That's sexist, obviously. But I know that, but it doesn't matter. I don't care about that because it doesn't affect me. But I know what sex is, but I'm not going to point that out and be like, oh, my God, it's sexist. The world's ending. It's like, no, something kind of just are the way they are. Like, did you see that Carlos tweet? Carlos are where a girl was like, if I just randomly left you to go to Vegas with my homegirls, would you stay married to me? He was like, no. And people started calling massages. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he doesn't accept that as a man then he should leave her. Because the thing here people don't understand, man, is they always forget this, is not every single person is going to handle every single situation the same way you and I would, or everyone's, everyone's going to handle situations differently. So if that if he as a man goes, I don't accept that, then he has every right to leave that person. If he goes, I don't accept that, I'm leaving. We need more people like that. Like, because I'll, I'll tell you this right now, because I like don't have never dated a girl. If you let things like that slip, she just thinks she just runs shit. She just walks all over you. You're a doormat. But if you tell her, no, you're not going, a little argument about it, she'll be like, you're right. I probably shouldn't go. She'll respect you more. I promise you the other way it works. Because if women discover you're a doormat in a relationship, that's how you become the woman in the relationship. That's how it works. People go, that's sexist. Okay, then stay single then. Stay single then. Because I'm because you know all those good all those dudes out there who always preach women rights, women rights. How many of them are actually with girls? Most of them aren't girls at all. All the dudes preaching about women, this woman, that woman, that girls don't want to hear that shit. I know girls say they want to hear that shit on that side, but even they won't date you. It's crazy. Girls on that side who preach that horse shit won't even date you. That's ridiculous.
you know? <sighs> I'm a genius. I mean, I here. the world needs more misogynists, and the world <laughs> acts like it doesn't. And that's why we got a lot of bitches walking around talking online. That When I went to Nationals, there were a lot of people that talked shit online that were there that I was feet away from. Looked me dead in the eye, looked them dead in the eye, and I stared at them. They didn't <laughs> say a fucking peep. They were a, a crazy... And, and, and female and male that talk mm-hmm. mash it online. They just say, and, and once again, it, it's because they're afraid of you know because you know when when a when a, you know a little baby animal could attack a fucking uh, uh, um like a like a cub could attack a big tiger and tiger go hey, whatever. But when a big tiger roars the little cub, the cub goes fuck, mm-hmm. and, and and they looked at me like they like I was ready to roar because mm-hmm. in in real life it's different than just being on Twitter. And a lot of these people, uh, whether it's Yu-Gi-Oh or any other community, mm-hmm. are just a bunch of little bitches. And they, they 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 group it together and they think they're strong. But they don't understand is dudes will just go up and fuck your shit up and you won't even – what are you going to do at that point? Become a victim? I mean, listen, I, it's you know how much it costs to whip someone's ass and go to jail? Probably 400 bucks community service. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad at all, to be honest with you. 400 bucks community service? I can do community service. That's easy. $400? I got that shit. I made that shit today. It's a joke, you know? So I, I think as the world slowly evolves, we're going to see more manly men just go, fuck it, I'll pay 400 bucks to do community service. I'm going to whip this kid's ass. And it's not because the kid talks shit online. It's because the kid won't say it to this person's face. And, you know, in the generation when I grew up, grew up in, you better get ready to say shit to someone's face. And you better be ready to deal with the consequences of your actions. And right now, people can talk without consequence for now. But that light is fading for those people. It's not going to be forever. And ultimately, people are going to start having to answer for that shit. Just like when I went to Nationals, like I said, going back to that, there were a lot of people, other YouTubers, that talk shit about me. I was right at their face. And then they say a fucking peep. Not a, not even nothing. Just head down. Just, And I'm sitting there just looking, at, looking dead at them like, what's mm-hmm. up? Go ahead. I want to hear what, exactly what you want to say, but they didn't have it. So, you know, going you know going around this, I I think that people are just people are losing patience, mm-hmm. and this is why they're going after the kids. By the way, another little fun fact: <laughs> the, the 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 younger generation, my kids' generation, is said to be more conservative than me. I'm pretty conservative, but the younger generation, and this is why these like liberals. Is uh, one trans- one of the big, biggest in in the, the one of one of the biggest indicators of that is um because I looked into it like you told me that last time. Mm-hmm. more parents are taking their kids out of public schools as people know public schools kind of get your kids to lean towards the you know the joe biden party you know so mm-hmm. if you have actor in if you don't put your kids in public school then the last chance of them being on the left it's very possible actually as everyone knows massive school shootings keep happening you know fucking kids are like sixth grade teachers are teaching second graders or sorry teachers are teaching second graders like sexuality in the classroom yeah it's disgusting yeah it's a generosity Mm-hmm. And and once again, I, I think the the new generation, my kids, the future generation, they're gonna grow up being they're already conservative. Like the, a lot of kids are already conservative, and the liberals are scared. That's why they're having training story time. That's why liberals are marching in the streets of New York, going to come after your kids because they don't want the kids to grow up to fucking fuck their shit. The liberals for a while were in charge of everything, and it's dying out, and it's dying out fast. I mean, recently, like last year. Pride Month, you saw gay flags everywhere, every company. This year, companies put their pride flag up and immediately took that shit down. Because conservatives have all the money. We have all the power. We let the liberals 
I li- be little cubs for a while. And now we're starting to fucking get up, stretch our neck and get ready to roar. And liberals know it. And and I wouldn't be surprised as time goes on, it impacts them. Another thing I want to add, bringing us back to Yu-Gi-Oh! There are liberals at Konami. They're not, they're also conservatives too. So there's a mixed bag. I wouldn't be surprised, be honest with you. This, this is my prediction, okay? My blind prediction for Konami that we start seeing people at Konami get fired. And the reason why is because they put time and effort into ideology. They lacked time and effort into looking to what they could do to expand the game. And I wouldn't be surprised people at Konami get fired and possibly new people get hired into Konami TCG as well as OCG. I wouldn't be surprised as well for that uh, because of things, the, the, the lack in what could have been. Konami should have fucking ran COVID. We had remote those where other games shut down permanently throughout COVID. We should have ran the fucking tables. We didn't. We barely squeaked by in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and Konami really didn't add much to it. They did some cool stuff, but there was so much opportunity that just never really took. There were so many chances they never really went after. And, mm-hmm. of course, once again, you have lackluster things. Like, I always talk about it, but the commentators are fucking dog shit. The, 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 you watch one game on stream, and you wait an hour to a next game. And some of these games are mirror matches of the meta decks in the game that nobody really cares to watch yeah. in round one as much as they care about later on in the round. So I do think Konami has a lot of work they need to do. And I wouldn't be surprised because again, people start getting fired. And, and it becomes very public. They want to be public because they want the audience, the community to know, the players to know that they're getting rid of people that are just not help benefiting the game. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, well, our company should be diverse and inclusive. Anytime I hear that, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and the thing is, those companies get fucked up. And it was a Bud, Bud Light, Budweiser. Bud Light, definitely. They hired that one that. broad who has Oh, Dylan Mulvaney? No, 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 the see the, the, the broad who hired Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, oh, the, the marketing oh, advertiser. The, great fucking DSLs. God, man. Those lips are fat, bro. <laughs> I, oh, every time she, I heard her talking, I'm like, God, I would deal with her bullshit stuff. Shut my cock in her mouth. <laughs> like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Am I getting my blowjob already? <laughs> Can I get my I ass licked? Yeah, Fuck, yeah. bro. You're like, Great so, fucking- so remember what, what she had said? She specifically said that she wanted to kind of change up the Bud Light brand for being like oh, this she did. party fucking hipster college brand to something more blah, 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 mainstream, blah, but, blah, blah. <laughs> but they got rid of her ass. And they got yeah. rid of her because she wasn't making money. Liberal ideology always loses companies' money. <laughs> Always, every single time. There's no like company that's like, wow, wow. We just, we just also started putting gay flags up and made money. Even companies that make flags, like there's different companies that actually make like gay pride flags and regular flags because they're like, we don't want to touch that because the minute you touch that, mm-hmm. uh, we have, you know, anyway. But going back to it, I, I, I think that, um, you know, liberals are really, they're, they're starting to get fired. They're starting to get outed because they lose a couple Target of money. Too. Target lost a lot of money. Oh, fuck. And people yeah. said, but, but because people wanted like, but they didn't go out of business. Okay, guys, business is as big as that. Don't just go out of business. That would be a long, prolonged period of time. There's a lot of incentives and a lot of things in place to make sure that won't happen. I imagine, but they had a lot of money. But the thing here is like, we know that they lost a lot of money. We know that. And the thing yeah. here is, whenever I go around for that pl- uh, for the pride flag stuff, never sells. Oh. You might notice that no one buys that shit. That nobody, shit, nobody the same stuff going. they always constantly promote every year. No one buys that no, stuff. Yeah, nobody. People wants always that. be like, "I support gay and all this other stuff." No, you don't. You don't even buy anything based around it. 
Because liberals don't got money, bro. That's why they bitch about eat the rich. Them broke bitches. Fucking, they got, they're hungry. They got to eat somebody. Like, liberals are just fucking retards. Probably eating their fucking dog's food. Bro, they, money. This is, this is, they don't got money. They don't work. And they expect to get, like, all this kind of goofy pay. But conservatives mm-hmm. are the ones that do, actually do work. And, and mm-hmm. they bust their ass. And I think that, like, there's a lot of liberals out there that are just, I mean, once again, after a while, the liberals eat themselves, you know, because if, if you got a job or you work for the system, so so then they start attacking you. And mm-hmm. if you're a liberal, like, it doesn't matter. That's how retarded the ideology is. Liberalism is going to die by its own fat weight. And, then, <laughs> and I mean fat because, you know, that's nothing. Oh, you're fat? Oh, we support you. That's unhealthy. The um, fuck? Or um, their ideology is so disgusting. It's like. They want you fat, homeless, broke, on the government, overweight, and depressed. <laughs> what kind of life is that? Why would I want God. that? Who wants any of that? You know? So, tell me, just right back to Yu-Gi-Oh! You know what I think is the big problem with the game? Products are hmm. stale. They've even had to change up how products work. So, I want people to understand this. So, around this is not just a random time. So, this, is a, this will give me as an example. Round Rising Rampage. That was when they started putting in Starlight Rares. Starlight Rares were a substitute for Ghost Rares and Ultimate Rares. Ghost and Ultimates stopped at Dimension of Chaos back in, 25, back in 2015, right? Because Breaking the Shadows came in 2016. Right. And, and Ultimates are Ghosts. They brought back Ghost Rares in Legend Ghost Rage of Raw, Wing Dragon of Raw Ghost Rare. Then mm-hmm. they even had to Ghost Rare sets, like Ghost of the Past, Second Haunting, and Ghost of the Past sets, right? The thing mm-hmm. here to understand is, why did they do that? They literally fundamentally took out something a lot of people like. They brought it back, but in a different way. But then now, there's nothing more new with products, though. We have our main core booster products. We have our triple pack, our triple archetype-esque sets, those kind of things. They call, I think the official name is like their deck building sets, whatever. So you have your four main core booster sets a year. You have like the deck building sets like twice a year or some shit like that. Then after that, you get structure decks, and you get the tens at the end of the year, and you get a few reprint sets a year. There's no new well, – when I was doing my Yu-Gi-Oh! Ready Collection video on my channel that got yeeted, <laughs> I mentioned this for anyone who watched it was there's no new products. It's the same shit. Main core booster sets, deck building sets, structure decks, reprint sets, tens the year's over. That's it. There's nothing new. What happens to those little small tens with ultimate rares? Where's like the duelist packs? Duelist packs are legend and duelist sets. Like change duelist packs to legend and duelist sets. That was kind of a cool idea. They threw me throwing ghost rares now. Well, why not throw in ultimate rares in those? Well, ultimate rares and OTS turn packs often by, I didn't mention, OTS turn packs are throughout the year too, but that's, there's no new product. There's nothing, there's nothing new in the game. It's just the same shit. And you can tell what happens. Battles of Legend comes out after, or before Nationals, the reprint set before the end of the year, tins come out in August, Minker booster sets are like January, then like May, and then like July or some shit. It's all textbook. Why don't they switch it up? We need new shit. There's no new products. It's the same products every year. They took out special editions. We don't have that anymore. You know? What, what, what Konami is doing also is they're, they're, they're not creating new sets. They're creating new rarities constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a way to juice the current player base to in order to buy more sealed as well mm-hmm. as singles. Um, and, and, and and to be honest with you, it, it, it's losing steam fast. The amount of players that actually care about the new rarities is dying. Bad. People ask for Ghost and Starlight Rares. Ghost and Ultima Rares be more prevalent in the game. Why can't Legend of Duelist... They, they did it for Legend of Duelist. Legend of Duelist brought back Ghost Rares first. Why can't Legend of Duelist sets have more than one Ghost Rare? Or at least have an Ultimate Rare? Why does it just default one? Ghosts are already hard to pull, so if you put in like one or two more, it doesn't really change. But they short print cards. Don't I know that I know I know they say they don't. They're liars. They always do. 
they should put the fuck of these cards. Why can't we have more of this? If people are saying, I want more of this, I will buy more of these. Can I have more of this? Starlight Rares. Okay. Keep Starlight Rares as like the newest definitive thing. No, we have quarter century secret rares now. Fuck. <laughs> and it, and the thing is, this is I, I kept saying this at nationals. Konami's mm-hmm. Konami's making 20 bucks today, but they're gonna lose 30 bucks tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because people let's say people do buy the quarter century rares. The ones that sell the Starlight Rares buy that. A next course that comes out with the Duelist Nexus, mm-hmm. and there's Starlight Rares. Why should I buy that Starlight Rare if you're going to make a quarter century rare of it? Mm-hmm. It kills the incentivization. Values of a bunch of Starlight Rares have already tanked because yeah. of quarter century rares, some of which have been already reprinted as quarter century rares. So, I once again, Arena those, literally looks you, like it's Starlight Rare. They, they <laughs> fucked over all the players, including myself, mm-hmm. that own Starlight Rares. And I own thousands of dollars in Starlight Rares. Like thousands, 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 thousands of dollars. I'll take them off your rares. hands, you know? I'll, just, I'll take them off your hands. But, you know? <laughs> but hold on so I owned that. They made the quarter century rares, which killed all my value. And then they have the balls to release a new set and say, hey, look at these Starlight Rares. Suck my balls, Konami. I don't care if you make a Starlight Rare El Show Construct, my favorite, one of my favorite cards. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy that Starlight Rare. In fact, I'm not buying any more Starlight Rares or even high rarity for that point because you can always make a new rarity like you recently, like you did in this past year. Mm-hmm. A brand when you pull out your ass, Pharaoh's Rare, and throw my face and say that's higher because you made it more short printed. You create you create a drought in rarity so you can make the most money because now that card price will pump higher than the card I initially bought, which at some cards mm-hmm. were Starlight Rares. So you you fucked yourself because me, I would buy Starlight Rares left and right all day long if they were definitely they actually look good as the I like highest rarity. Yeah, I yeah, love them. You factor in people love ultimates, people love ghosts. So you factor in anything outside of that is like okay, this gotta be good. Starlight Rares, I thought looked good. They look made they look great. Then so, because this year they're doing their 25th anniversary, I'm going to be honest here, this 25th anniversary, they've really disrespected the game's history. The 25th anniversary has been a just complete, utter shit show. Remember, this is Yu-Gi-Oh! something its 25th anniversary. This is a huge milestone. I've been playing this well, game ever since it started. In, in the what past they couple really of years, they gave us, in the past they, couple of years, remember, they, they made, they they gave made us, rarities. They gave us a third reprint of the very first Legendary Collection. Only difference this time is their quarter century secret rares. That's it. The, the Legendary Collection 25th anniversary edition just... The first one reprinted again. It's the third time. The third time they did it. The original, the original binder it was. Then it was the Game Boy Edition. Now it's this version. Then mm-hmm. now this year for the 25th anniversary, you have the Rarity Collection, which is, isn't going to be a yearly thing. It's only going to be for this year. They're not going to keep that shit up. Then you have the twi- mm-hmm. you have the, then you have the 10. 26th anniversary coming right at you. <laughs> you, 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 you think they're going to stop juicing? You know, the, the rarities the rarities forever was, you know, mm-hmm. Ultima Rares, Secret Rares, uh, Skulls Rares. Then they made Starlights and... Okay, people like said, said, fuck it, we're in. Yeah. And now, within the past couple of years, so so if the history of Yu-Gi-Oh! was on, on a long thing right here, it was like Ultima Rares, uh, Ghost Rares, early in the beginning, then Starlight Rares, then a bunch of time passed, and this little angle right here, this little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! was <laughs> like Collector's Rares, Fire Rare Ultra, Fire Rare Secret, Core Century Rares, like all this new shit came out of nowhere right here. But the history of Yu-Gi-Oh! was like Ultima Rares, Ultima Rare, Ghost Rares, Starlight Rares, and then here's a ton of bullshit right here. And you have to ask yourself, why is Konami doing this? And the answer is very simple. They're trying to juice as much money from the community because they're hemorrhaging money in every other sector of the game because they just aren't doing anything to push the game forward anymore. Let's talk about Master Duel. So everyone knows I love Master Duel. I love playing it. I've loved it ever since it came out. But I've always had my issues with it. Why are Master Duels not best of threes? Yu-Gi-Oh! was literally played best we were of promised- threes. Big big events for Master Duels on its debut. Where, where's the big events? Oh, 
Konami says they're gonna do something, and I, I just yeah, go, okay, yeah. I'll wait, I'll wait till I see it. I know people mentioned I was like, Konami doing big events on things. Come on. They said when a game when a game first came out, we're gonna mm-hmm. hold massive events on mm-hmm. Mass Duel, and everyone's like, fuck yeah. And then it's been how many years? And they're like, hey, it's, it's they had they had the one. It was the one where you could, you could get get to Worlds, which was a great event. They gave, it was it was really great. I love playing through it, but that shouldn't be a one time thing. And best two out of three should be the standard. From yeah. So I'll go back to what I said. So why is Master not best of threes? You can. Oh, how about this? Three game. If you want to do best of one, it's fine. But if you're doing an actual master event, an official master event, mm-hmm. make a best of three and have a set fifteen card side deck. Did you know the rules for side deck and masters? You know what? It, you know what it is. Let's say you play best two out of three. Game one, I lose. I can mm-hmm. do, and I'm going to go side deck, right? I have the entire fucking card library I can take out. So I'm playing, let's say, Shadows, and you whip my ass with ABCs. I can take my whole Shadow deck out and put Brandon in because a side deck is – there's no limit. So I can literally swap decks, and that's my and that's my deck in Master Duel. Mm-hmm. And then they sit back, and they have the balls to say, why don't they like Master Duel? Well, like TCG because I can't swap decks in TCG in any Yu-Gi-Oh event in the history of this game. But in Master Duel, you made it so it can be done. So when players go to play regular Yu-Gi-Oh, they, they get ready to swap decks, and the players go, no, 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 no. You only get 15 cards with a 40-card deck. Shit like that hurt impacts the game, and mm. Konami's doing nothing to fix it. They, I mean, once again, what's oh, why can't ranked be best of threes? If you play casual BO ones, I can understand that. Okay, casuals can be BO ones, that's fine. Why mm. is ranked not best of threes? People forget like 80% of Yu Gi Oh's played on the other two games or another game, essentially. Also, side put for three. The reason why Master Duel formats look the way they do is because there's no side deck. Imagine a format where you could actually side against tier. Full power tier limits, full power flunderies, full power sprite. That makes the game a whole lot different, actually. But the idea behind Master Duel is we get you in, we get you out, we get that instant gratification experience. But if you're a long time Yu Gi Oh player, yeah, they're trying to grab new people, but it's like a lot. I can understand what people have the sentiment. It doesn't really feel like true Yu Gi Oh. And I can agree with that to some extent. It doesn't really feel like true Yu Gi Oh, knowing that, hey, I could just sack someone just playing a better deck. If I'm playing a deck that is just supremely better than yours, you will just outright lose. You can't side against me to fight me back another game you just auto lose so let's say i'm playing trap tricks and you're playing pretty much anything let's say gladbees you'll automatically lose you're gonna get just completely clapped for the most part you can't side against me best of ones it, it promotes a really super see, i like that word a lot sacky format like really just in general was this if i'm playing a better deck you just lose like that's that's pretty fucked and also the ban list but if i turn Master Duel has the world Yu-Gi-Oh! balance, which basically is just combined, obviously. We got more OCG favored, but we'll do that for another day. Sorry. So, on something like that, right, so you could have Maxi's legal for Master Duel, which I think shows people just, man, if we had Maxi, things would be a whole lot more better than Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG to a certain extent. Fuck yeah, it would. Would you play Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG? It's not Maxi. You gotta, gotta play good old One Side from Gear Gamma over there. <laughs> Imagine, imagine a mass duel. Imagine TCG. You go for mass duel. You've been playing Maxi nonstop, and then you play your first Yu-Gi-Oh locals, and you have to sit through Dragon Link, and you don't have Maxi. Mm. Instead, you put effect failure, and in your hands is effect failure. And as your opponent is spamming combo, you're just looking at a stupid fucking effect failure, going, "This was Maxi." <laughs> this idiot would make one shit card and I would pop off and I'd be able to play. It'd be mm-hmm. interactive. Uh, but 
Mastodon is so fucking like Mastodon is like the uneasy woman. You ever actually a girl? What do you want for dinner? I don't know. Chicken. I don't want chicken. Chinese food. I don't want Chinese food. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza, tacos. Macedor is your broad who doesn't know what the fuck to eat. It takes from the TCG, it takes from the OCG, but it doesn't take everything, so it fails at everything. And when when Konami, the shareholders go, why is it not bringing in new players? Konami has the boss to turn to them and go, well. Answered hacky. They gave the most hackiest answer. Well, we're trying to better the player base and looking forward to actually creating a new and better atmosphere for the player base. Don't give me a shitty fucking one-off line. Say, we fucked up. We literally fucking had a chance to make something better than what it was. But since we're so fucking uneven as far as what we the fuck we want to do, we made a little bit of everything and did all of nothing. That's what we have right here. Now, we need to come to a conclusion. Do we make it all the TCG? Do we make the OCG? Do we make two versions of the same game? One for TCG and one for the OCG? Or do we combine them together and call it a fucking day? We need to get the shit going now because if not, players and Master will continue to play Master, which doesn't make the company no money, by the way. It's a free-to-play game. The gems are really fucking easy to get. And the minute they go, I'm going to go to Locals, they go to Locals to get their ass beat because Master is not fucking Locals. And then they run back to Master because yeah. why the fuck not? It's free. And also they can the, play as much of mm-hmm. it as possible. Also, the inherent thing with the gems is the gems, if you get them on sale, are great. The gems on the regular pricing are pretty much, I'm not going to say a scam, but there's really no reason to buy gems unless there's a special event. I only get gems. I only buy gems from a special event. Also, the way the rank system works, you really don't ever have to buy gems, actually. They give you quite a bit if you win constantly so dude, i have like ten thousand gems in the game chilling swear to god chilling <laughs> fuck it you can I get have, any best deck you want ever now bro i have telemans why the fuck do i just farm gems that's all i that's all i that's all i do i don't even play if i played master every day my gem count would be to strip depressing konami will literally fucking cut me a check and take away my gems because it would mm-hmm. be insane, dude. I play Master. I play Master casually, and I got ten thousand gems. I can't imagine those who grind every day. Them dudes probably have enough gems to buy fucking Konami three times over again because <laughs> it's so free. And you look at Konami, and once again, p- people are just racking them up. And then you look at TCG, and they're like, "Hey, you just come play Yu Gi Oh TCG. We have new rarities. That's fucking fun, right? You want new mm-hmm. rarities? That one's two hundred. That one's three hundred. That one's five hundred. And that one's a thousand of the same card. Why don't you come play this game? Mm-hmm. Gee, I want the fucking why Konami. Also, for Master Duel, what uh, I also liked your idea too, and I even said it in the past on my other channel, which was why don't they make more events? Like people don't. Have, so here's what I say: it's not that I don't want to go to Yu Gi Oh events because I just don't want to go. It's really hard. I work a full-time job. I'm only off two days a week. Can't really get time off on the weekends usually because weekends are very busy for my job. Why can't I just qualify or just get my invite through playing Master Duel? There should be a format where you give TCG players, you could re- register in time, decklist everything, whatever. Do all the same shit we go through here. Why through our official online simulator, we can't have like regional events streamed? This would massively help out people who say they can't make it. Some people just can't make it because of life obligations, kids, work, can't get the time off. Some people have really intense jobs where they just it, it, it can't happen. People, some people say they, they could just go, yeah, 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 just travel. Obviously, just just get up and just travel. You have like five kids. Yeah, really simple for the single guy who has no fucking life. Obviously, but it would 
show because that that right there, just a little bit of like that would show a lot of people that that they care. It's like, oh, they care that I can't make it right now, so they're making it easy for me to be able to qualify. Because some people actually have you noticed that the price of your friends you probably have they don't play you get very fine. They clap most people. They can't make it to events because obviously you know life obligations, kids, wife, whatever you know, job. I think it's one of the easiest ways to get people to be able to promote the game more. You gain people who would naturally play the game already. Being able to get their invites. Also, another thing I, I don't know. the game is. Have you noticed this? It took us how many years in Yu-Gi-Oh to get our official online simulator? Forever. We literally just got Three it in years. twenty. Don't forget, we just got it in twenty twenty one. Actually, I think right. It's twenty twenty one. No, it's twenty twenty two because they had the year their year anniversary. We got our very first online simulator. Basically, twenty four years into the game. And I think Master Duel has a lot of good that it does about it. But if they just tweaked it a bit, it could be amazing. Just tweak it a bit. You already got a good system going. The gems, it's the ranking system. It has great MMR. Why can't they just tweak it? Because they live in this world. It's older Japanese conservatives where they do it one way forever. So it's just that way forever, which can work. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't. But if you just tweaked it a little bit, just add a little more incentives, you'll get a whole lot more benefit out of it. These aren't things that are going to naturally hurt them. You're just adding in a best of three format. You're adding in a separate format if you want to play OCG or TCG instead of just basically glorified worlds format with ban lists every month. The game should never be in a state where you need we in the TCG barely get a ban list after four months. Master gets one every fucking month. Come on. They don't need well, ban lists every month. Not even just that. The fact that Master has, like, they, they communicate with the player base of Master. David. And then in the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu -Oh! TCG, they don't communicate for shit, dude. They don't say nothing, bro. They just go, <laughs> here's a ban list. Fucking go buy this next. We're going to play the same commercial for the same deck core. Mm -hmm. We're just going to change the cards. That we, and, and this is the same commercial since the game debuted back mm -hmm. in 2000, 20 years, 2003. It's wild. You know, thanks, bro. I appreciate that, David. Oh, David, uh, if you're new here, then, you know, please follow. I'll also, to anyone, if you're new here, then please follow. But, yeah, the thing here is, why during YCS fans, they play the same fucking ad? I like that song. It's time to duel. No, like, I like that song a lot. But, like, yeah, can we switch it up? Can the, we the, please switch the, it up? The, the, the commentary, the streams are so bad. That, I watch them on mute, and, and even then, I, I barely watch them because they're so. So they brought in. So people have always said, "Bring." This has been a narrative for a long time. Yu-Gi-Oh! Bring in uh, a YouTuber, one that is highly knowledgeable. So they brought in MST.TV. I like Tombox a lot. I think Tombox is great. Well, you can't really pair Tombox with someone like Jerome. Think about casting is if you pair a cast duo, one you, you you need like the energetic one to bring the fun. You need like kind of like the other one to bring out the more analytical points and you try to just bounce off each other. Kind of like how the people I bring on my shows, we're all we all bounce off each other, we'll have a good time. It really felt like Tom Box was just, just carrying the entire stream by himself. And I felt I heard and, and let me know if this is true or not. I heard you said fag on stream. I didn't sure know did. about this until I got back. I think it was um and Rogue I was proud here. of him. <laughs> hit me up and he's like yo they're roasting tom box i'm like wait what happened and then he sent me a link to yes, zodiac sir. duelist and i'm like i'm not part of zodiac duelist i'm not going in that goofy group but he's like yo tom box said fag on stream and i was like what the fuck uh, uh, it was during the gold <laughs> it was during the gold pride matchup too oh <laughs> wait did he call some kid a fag or did he like no i, I forgot the context of it he's like God. this deck is such a fag <laughs> Is that what <laughs> somewhere along those lines? Yeah, it's just it's on the nose because it was during the gold pride matchup. Oh, my God. oh I love it. I dude, <sighs> I didn't know about that until like I got someone hit me up. 
and I did this. I think I was, I was, my buddy was driving me back, and I just started busting out laughing. It was so fucking stupid. And, and, and everyone, evidently, everyone was like shitting on him or whatever, like in the community or, or whatever. Like, pretty much right. Tom that, guy, can't catch that guy carried, break, that guy carried the entirety of this train. I don't care what people say. Jerome is just not good. I'm sorry. Jerome is not that good at casting. All the, every single caster is terrible. They're just different levels of dog what shit. What is it about the European ones? Marcel is decent. The other guy's decent. The other Italian the black hair is decent. pretty. He, he's always been good. I forgot the black they're, hair. Not, not Marcelo. The other guy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Both, both the Italians are decent. The rest of them are dog shit. They're just so yeah. fucking bad. They're like aggressive. You, you, you ever seen someone just be aggressively whatever? They're just aggressively shitty at streaming, and they progressively get worse oh, as they do more. This is, narrative I had. this is what I had for them. So the guys you're mentioning, so the European YCS has actually been the community always been praised as the better product, actually. But you know why I think that is? I finally figured it out. So let's say you were in a desert and you were fucking just dehydrated as hell. Yeah, you had no water in about three days. And I come up to you and I give you arrowhead water. And you drink it and you're like, man, this probably tastes good. Well, that's because you hadn't drank water in three days. But if I give you Dasani, you're going to be like, wait, wait, wait. That's what the European YCS is. It's just arrowhead for a starving, for a dehydrated guy in the desert for like about a week. It only looks as good as it is because there's nothing really better, honestly. I just think all the streams are so terrible because the amount of like effort they put in is minimal. Uh, the amount of quality they, uh, of care as far as like how they look, they mm -hmm. all look dog shit. Someone said, hey, listen, you want to stream Yu-Gi-Oh? They're like, yeah. They're like, all right, go find your dad's best shirt and pop that bitch on <laughs> and then like go on stream. And they're like, Okay, for Billy, Billy's like, bro, I gotta fucking rent a shirt. Like, I don't got whatever, cause yeah, that dude's hairy. That dude's it, it just it's it looks so fucking insulting. Like, get cleaned up, dog. Like, you look fucking a mess, and you're representing me as a Yu-Gi-Oh player. That's that's who you are. You're a commentator. Like, I'm sure you watch baseball. There was a guy. His name used to be. His name was Harry Carey. This motherfucker was drunk by like third in, by the third inning and it was this dude was blasting he would slur and everyone was like oh no but like looking at Yu-Gi-Oh I wish I had fucking had Harry Carry for Yu-Gi-Oh as a commentator because at least that motherfucker wore a suit dude like <laughs> none of these kids look presentable in the slightest bit whatsoever oh lord man because now I want water yeah it, it's like when you grow up poor and you don't have any good food but like top ramen you grow up, you, your parents are making a little more money, you get, like, better food. You're like, wait a minute, that tastes like shit. That's the thing. The YCS events are basically just less shitty or just more better compared to our bad product, though. And I do like the casters, the two that I you mentioned. Those, those, they arguably carry all the streams, honestly. They're, but there's only like so decent, much they can do. Yeah. They're decent, but even they, them in the grand scheme of things are just dog shit. Like, yeah, they're the you best dog shit any caster we have. In anything now. If you probably against any caster in any esport or fucking basically any game that has casting, they just look <laughs> they would they would get laughed out of the room pretty much. Let's, let's just say that. Oh goodness. So that's pretty much the Yu-Gi-Oh portion of it. Now, oh, you know, life life politics have been kind of over. So next year's election is coming very, very soon. Obviously, you're gonna vote for Trump. Let's just be honest here. Let's get out of the way. Right. Absolutely. So how do you feel about Ron DeSantis running? I, I think Ron's not a bad guy. I, I think he has a lot of like cool ideas. But Trump has – Trump – he says a lot of things that dudes say to each other whenever they deal with these liberal bullshit. And I, I think that's something that speaks um, 
uh, to, to, to the everyday average Joe. And I think that's why Trump, uh, even though like I said Ron's not a bad guy, I think I think Trump is better. I'll tell you right now, and this is my this is a curveball. I think that Kennedy guy is not bad as well. He's not bad at all. I, I would love to see him run against like, Trump. I'm actually gonna vote for Vivek. Uh, because he goes, he changed his last name recently. Ramsey or Gramozy or Vivek. He's he's amazing. The problem here with Vivek is I think his all his points are great. I, I like the way he's been presenting all the things. Problem here is the competition is too steep. Like out of Vivek, DeSantis and Trump. Uh, I just don't. Here's the biggest topic. So when Trump ran his top, the biggest topic at the time was immigration. I think yeah. if Trump keeps running with the immigration, he's going to lose a little bit of steam because I think the IRS and taxation Did he change it is recently. I, think was, I, I, I was watching one of his things. He wanted to do the whole banning gender from in care in like the 50 states. Right, right. I mean, him and Ron are on the same page as far as that, though, which I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's great. That's amazing. But like, I, I OK, so the biggest problem right now that most Americans are going to care about is taxation. Right. Because yeah. IRS is hiring more agents. We're giving money to Ukraine. And we're basically losing a lot, and we have to pay more. The working class, the conservatives. Right. So yeah. I, if if I was in Trump's camp, or even DeSantis, I would say, all right, listen, immigration, we got to, we got to hit that, but let's talk about taxation, how we can make it better for the everyday average Joe. And I forgot who I think I think it was DeSantis or uh, the Kennedy guy. I forgot which one, but they said no taxes if you have two kids. If you have two kids, you don't have to pay taxes. And I don't know who the fuck that was. I don't know if Hitler said that or whatnot. I'm voting for that motherfucker. I don't got to pay tax. I got five kids, motherfucker. You think I'm going to give money to the government? I got five fucking kids. And now the government was putting there with their hand out? Motherfucker, I don't got six. I got five. So I shouldn't pay taxes because I am a, a, a responsible member of the community. I pay a lot. I give a lot of money to the community. My kids do karate, uh, um, all this shit for my family. I pay a ton of money for my family. And on top of that, every year, since I make a lot of money to pay for all this, they're going to turn around and go, okay, now since you did all that shit, now you got to pay taxes on it. Get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. So I think that's is just theft, man. That's all it really is. Well, it wouldn't be theft if, if we had real allocation of like funds. I think like Medi-Cal and Social Security, because I, I think medical insurance is one of the hardest things to balance out in the country. I think it's ever going to get ever fixed. I think Medi-Cal and I think Social Security got to, got to care of the veterans. Other than that... I think the rest of it is just people just so, – I don't know. It's – the welfare thing is stupid. The food stamp thing is stupid. A lot of the taxes that people pay to – I mean obviously the military takes a good amount of it. Oh, military too. So military, medical, and the Social Security for the for, for the veterans. Outside of that, put factor in. Why would anyone want to pay more taxes though? Taxes literally is – the government – people don't say, dude, no one's going to – people forget this. Gov the government literally goes in deficit spending – the government is not good with money. It's very proven they suck with money. No, and I am, and I got to pay the government who's fucking dog shit with money. Like, willingly like, goes into deficit spending. Willingly. They know they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And they're the people setting the rules for taxes, even though they, they can't even hold – they're not even balancing the checkbooks so themselves. Funny, so in crypto, cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. everyone's told to you know pay taxes. Everyone is. <laughs> Last year, nobody. Zero. Zero people paid cryptocurrency taxes. <laughs> no one paid fucking taxes. They said everyone should pay taxes. No one, pay and the reason why is this because it's not relegated by the government. You wouldn't need to, right? No, but you have to pay taxes. On, so the government said you have to pay taxes on your gains, but not <gasps> okay. your. But but you can't offset them by your losses. So let's say I lose five million dollars in crypto and I make a million dollars. The government comes in and they go money, 
and they want if I if I take the money on the first year, forty four percent, something like that. So so they want four hundred thousand dollars out of a million. Even though I just lost six million, they want that number one. Number two, if I wait two years, they only want twenty percent, two hundred thousand dollars. So I have to wait my money that I made, even though I lost six million, I made one million. They want to tax me on that. This is how, and this is why nobody, and I mean, dude, you know, people are in crypto a fuck ton, and yeah. nobody pay taxes in crypto because universally, nobody, and I mean, nobody wants to deal with that shit. That's how scuffed shit is over with crypto. This is how bad the government is. The government is just trying to straight up steal from people that actually make a couple of dollars, even though people have, dude, I've lost, no joke, mo I, I think I lost like 25,000 in one day in crypto. One day, gone. And the other day, I made a thousand in crypto. So now, even though I lost twenty five thousand, the government wants four dollars out of my six hundred dollars. They get ooh fucking gots, bro. Fuck that shit, dude. Yeah, and people like Turin, people are paying a bunch of money in health insurance. Health insurance is dog shit in the that country. Shitty war in Ukraine, dude. Why the fuck? No, I, all the conservatives hate to war in Ukraine. We don't care about Ukraine. We don't care about Russia. We care about America. It's very simple. Liberals, liberals care about Ukraine because the motherfuckers make no money, so that they don't pay no taxes, so they don't really contribute to the war. We, <laughs> the middle class, we pay taxes, so our money actually we care about where that money goes. I'd rather <laughs> that money go to homeless vets, schools, um, the roads. I'd rather go to that. But what happens is our money, as conservatives, the conservative party, we see it go away. Don't, we see our money go away over to a war that we never even cared about. We have no interest in. We don't care about Russia, and we don't care about Ukraine. But we're sending billions over to that country. Meanwhile, here in America, we got people starving. We got buildings falling apart. We got bridges falling apart. We got mental health crisis. We have roads that are just absolutely atrocious. And yet, we don't have money to fix that, but we got money sent to Ukraine? Gee. Okay, so let's, hold on. Let's put a pin on that. Joe Biden's son was a uh, 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 advisor in Ukraine, and he was getting paid $650,000 a year in Ukraine. We knew about this, by the way, before Joe Biden ran for president. This was, as he was running for president, we knew his son was getting $650,000, and 10% of that was going to the big guy, which was Joe Biden. Joe Biden becomes president, Ukraine has a war now, and now America is giving billions to Ukraine. It's so fucking obvious what's happening. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely degenerate. And the problem is, like, all the conservatives are just sick and tired of this shit. I want my tax money to go for my fellow Americans. And this is why, like I said, the smart conservative throughout this debate, the one who wins this race this year is the one who goes and, and, and does something with taxes and fixes it. Because that's the biggest problem right now for the conservative party. Yeah, because right now, this is, the, I mean, if they don't, if the conservative party does not win this time around, I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what is Kamala Harris going to lead off with? Insert, I'm a victim, blah, blah, blah. That goofy clown, that bitch smiles every two seconds, laughs like a fucking clown. She's so useless, bro. Like, she's absolutely useless. Joe Biden evidently is going to run again, but nobody told Joe Biden because that motherfucker can't fucking get his shit together at all. Like, Democrats are so screwed, dude. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to have COVID make a comeback. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back out of nowhere. It went away because Russia invaded on Ukraine, but now it's going to come back. And what's going to happen is then we have to do a mail-in voting and magically everyone voted for Joe Biden. I, I, I feel like we played this record already. Here's a crazy part. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Here's a crazy part. The COVID virus is a virus that kills elderly. Okay, so if you're really old, the virus can kill you. You know what else can kill elderly people? Fucking everything. <laughs> the common code mostly kills 
elderly people. But the common code virus, the common code, the actual like virus, the common code, that went away. We had no, we have no information, no numbers of that throughout the whole COVID pandemic. Meaning that if you had the common code, they put you down as having COVID. Yeah, people yeah. were getting hit by cars and dying and being put down. They got, they have COVID. Then it's so fucking. The programming is so scuffed, so bad, so in your face. And once again, like I said, the most conservatives are just sick and tired of it. We'll vote for fucking Hitler at this point, as long as he promises to fix the country. We'll fucking take him at his word, because the liberals have fucked up so many things so badly. Man. Ugh. It's... Because this... And also, when it comes to, like, conversations surrounding all, a lot of this stuff, people just think a lot of this stuff is just one way. Like, you understand, there's a lot of nuance to a lot of things. The conversations regarding a lot of this stuff is very much separated by class. And did you, did you see that stuff? Regarding the whole, like, remember Biden tried to get the whole student loan debt uh, forgiven? God. Then what people don't realize is that is – so the system for college is one of the most scammiest systems ever, one of the scummiest ones too. They prey on these naive 18-year-old, 19-year-old kids to get to college, get education, even though they're charging an arm and leg for this education. Also, some, some of these education the degrees you get into, you can't even find jobs in because – well, that's just how the job market works. Not everyone who gets a degree in said field, because they promise you you get a degree in this field. You're, you're going to get this job. I wonder what people are going to do with biology degrees in the next uh, two years, five years, you know, paying all the tuition, right? Then, who do you understand? If you think that you can't pay the loan back in 10 years, then don't go. It's that simple. Well, how about this for a scam? So you can go ahead as an 18-year-old and sign up and get a college loan for 50 grand. No big deal. As an 18-year-old, you could join the military. No big deal. As an 18-year-old, you're too young to drink. What? Also, apparently, younger than, younger than that, you can chop off your balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can chop your balls off. But you can't have a beer. You can't buy cigarettes. Can't do that. Shouldn't do that. But, yeah, we'll give you 50 grand to get, you know. Oh, 50 grand. Oh, alone to get a house? 18-year-old you? Get the fuck out of here. Alone <laughs> to get a brand new car? That's 50, That's 40 grand? Get the fuck out of here. A loan for college? Here's your fucking college loan. You want to join the army? Why not? <laughs> it makes no sense. This yeah. country is so and fucking whole, backwards. And the whole system is just, it's just disgusting. So you finally get this degree. You graduate. You can't find a job in your career field because it, it also depends on your location. So let's say you move back home because you have no money because, well, obviously you've been just dildo fucked by the fucking system. And you can't find a job in your area because your area is probably just not supporting that field that you went to college with and spent all that money on. Your parents pay all this loan money back to. So mm -hmm. you just get a job working at Subway. So it all came back to you working. <laughs> so for nothing. Well, and by the way, here's where taxes come in because it's happened to me. Mm -hmm. um, oh, you worked and you actually made some money back on your taxes? We're taking that away because you can't pay your college loan. And we're going to put that towards your college loan. Yeah, we're just going to do that for you. No big deal. And people say, well, what about my grants? Mobile Bob about my grants and scholarships. Guys, where do you think that money comes from? I just want to just guess. Mm -hmm. Where does that money come from? Oh, Magic. wait. People Magic. like us. Well, people who paid the government puts it back into your fucking grants and scholarships. So they're basically stealing from us to pay you to not get a job in the career field you're putting all this money into. This system is so fucking bad. They need to I, – I told people in my last episode – uh, bad. Just rehaul it all. The whole system's fucked. I, I I tell everybody, if you go to college, you are really retarded. The smart person goes to trade school because at least tra most trade schools, when you're done with it, actually find you a job, even an apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or some people, they realize 
hey, I might have to just try to to get into where I want to go. You probably have to do it. An angle for, angle for college is not there anymore, dude. Lennon, remember Max? She she just graduated earlier this year in accounting or whatever out of college. She works with a county building. It's not an accounting. I mean, she probably uses some math skills, I imagine. But what she just—I told her you just wasted your time. The crazy thing is, we have a history full of people that did not go to college that are really successful as well. It, it, it depends mm-hmm. on how you are as a person. I'm not saying I'm hell successful. I went—I did a little bit of college for criminal justice, and when I'm not doing it, and I'm not saying I'm not super successful, but I could—I I live a middle class lifestyle, and I'll tell you right now. Fuck college didn't help me not one bit in my life, not at all. Let alone fucking uh, most of, most of school. Most school teach you shit you don't need to learn. They don't give you real skills. When in school have you learned how to do taxes or learn coding? You don't. In school you learn about the Zhang Dynasty, shit you just don't ever need in your entire fucking life. <laughs> no guy's gonna break in your house and go, "Yo, I'm this is a stick up." Oh, hold on. If you know who the second fucking uh, emperor is, I'll let you go. No one's gonna say that shit. Like. How about we learn some self-defense classes? How about we learn how to, you know, prepare ourselves better for, for, for the future of us? Realistically learn. But what school is, is a bunch of tenured teachers who care about getting their next paycheck and teaching kids whatever the fucking liberal ideology is, rather than actually going ahead and helping kids, giving giving kids the tools they need to actually succeed. Most of school is a fucking joke. Right, right. It's There's very few things that I've, I've taken from school that, that are actually good. It was crazy. In school, you forget, they teach you critical thinking skills. They're like, yo, you got to read the directions. Critical thinking skills are something you need to learn as you, as you go throughout the grades. Why? But in life, you're told not to apply critical thinking skills because you're supposed to just be told by the system what to do. And then when you critically think about it, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, that's wrong. Too late. You're already fucked. Well, you're not even taught to like think outside the box as well. Like that's 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 mm-hmm. like one of the most scuffed things on our planet. Imagine just being told not to think outside the box, but mm-hmm. in school, try to think outside the box. It's so bad and it's so insulting. But that's the current state of what the, what we have here in the game. Yeah. Well, I have to let let you go soon because you gotta. You know, it's on the East Coast right now too, and you gotta. Why do you have kids, man? Why did you choose to have sex with? girls you know i'm doing something really unique a lot of a lot of these top youtubers a lot of these big wigs the big dogs they don't have kids instead they're just they're just a bunch of pussies who just are liberal minded so nobody actually you know they talk about like thinking out you know don't think they say hey listen i'm i do things differently here and then they all think the same because they're just too scared to actually challenge anything because that's how they are and Konami is a box of cards and tell everybody how great the box is. Even if it's dog shit, fuck it. <laughs> Sellouts, that's what they are. And it's whatever. I mean, you know, they're doing their own thing. But, like, I don't know. I'm just being an adult, I guess. <laughs> so, rant for oh. nothing. Just an adult being an adult. Oh, uh, trade. Oh, so, Walter, how you doing, man? Trade school, the stock market, bank loans, college, they're all the same goal to take your money. Right, right. Because they want you in that. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Hold on. I don't want to say. I don't know about like trade school. So you mean like, like if you go to if you go to school for welding, you can get out and get a good welding job, and they pay pretty well. So I wouldn't specifically say trade school. I would say more like colleges. You know, uh, um, I think that's more or less like the problem. But yeah, I mean, yeah, stock market, bank loans, colleges, sure. But like trade school, anything that teaches you a skill that's not college will actually help you. Um, and certain trade schools can teach you skills that and can get you jobs. Uh, so you can get out out of that trade school and right to work and make real money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's also the thing where people factor in, uh, they want you on this. It's a constant cycle. This is a 
implemented thing to have people do because you start, you start thinking to yourself about a lot of system, a lot of systems we have in place, not, not, not just in like just say politics, just life in general. You think to yourself, why is it this way? Why can't it ever be a different system that's more updated for, I would say, modern times, which is a little more of an updated system, kind of like for the nowadays ages where it makes a little more financial sense because the landscape has changed. They just choose to keep the same system. I don't know well, why. And people keep falling in for it. I remember when I, when I was in when I was in, in high school, the teachers would always say, you don't work at McDonald's, right? Uh, that manager at McDonald's is getting paid more than the teacher telling me that I don't want to work at McDonald's. You don't want to be a garbage man, right? The garbage man's getting paid more than you, teacher. So how about you give us some fucking bags and shut the fuck up and make some real money? That, like, you know, so, you know, everyone in the world, even when you're at a young age, is trying to lie to you or trying to put fear into you um, that, you know, that you need to do X, Y, and Z. And these are people who aren't successful. Your teacher is not successful. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound mean, but most teachers are not successful. They're doing the shittiest same thing over and over and over again. Teaching eighth grade for X amount of years, so when they're done, they can just turn around and say, "Fuck it!" Now I get money, money, and do nothing. That's like their goal. That's not success. I, like th- that. That is a terrible life to live. And this is the people that, that are, are are in charge of teaching our youth how to live their life. As a parent, I'm telling my kids. I've been telling my kids constantly. By the way, school has some things that are important, and a lot of things you just don't need to know about. And if teacher ever has a problem. Well, my wife handles that, but if my wife has a problem, have them talk to me because I'll help answer that teacher's question. I'll talk them right to their face. What is that teacher gotta, you know, gonna do when a dad of a kid says, "Yeah, my son doesn't care about," you know, if a teacher goes, "Oh, your son should care about," let's say whatever the fucking exam, the Revolutionary War, and I go, "No, not necessarily." Don't get me wrong, I like the Revolutionary War. I like watching YouTube videos about it all the time, but in school, the skills that are gonna teach them and set them up for life. How about you teach something that actually does that? The Revolutionary, Revolutionary War doesn't do shit for a kid in school that needs to learn about life. You're just teaching curriculum that was forced on your throat that you were told that in order for you to get your paycheck, you have to teach that kid. Trade schools aren't free. You can find out just like college that, that, that a skill isn't for you. Yes, but the difference between trade school and college is after trade school, you can get a career. You can get a job after trade school. So, so and, and you're right. It's not if, if a trade school is not for you, it's not for you. You have to switch it, but you still have to pay for it. I get that. Mm-hmm. Nothing's for free. Anything you do is not is going to cost you something. The difference with trade school is it's going to give you an opportunity. Whereas college, you can get a five, four-year degree, eight-year degree, and then when you're done, you still have to look for a job. Where most trade schools will actually help you get a job afterwards. To an extent, it's always dependent on the person. If you go into it with the mindset that everyone is just out to get you, in my opinion, you already aren't in it for the right reason. You invest in yourself, not the college, etc. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, yeah, you invest in yourself. But the thing is, listen, besides your family and your friends, the world doesn't really – dude, if you think you're going to rely on random people for help, for anything, you already lost the argument in anything. Think about it. Besides family and friends – Random people might be, give you, you know, donations, whatever, but you have to do everything yourself in life. Uh, you, if you want to drive, you don't hope that people will help you get that car. You don't hope that you pass that test. You go out and you study for the road test. You take your, you take, you take your permit, you take your permit, and then you go and you practice for the road test, and then you go and take the road test. Once again, friends and family, sure, but everything else out, out besides that, why would you put yourself in, in that kind of situation? 
So what I mean by like everyone, when I mean by everyone's out to get you, I mean the world is people that are trying to do their own thing. They're focused on their own thing, and, and, and their interest is not you. So you have to push yourself, you know. And you're right. You invest in yourself. You're 100 percent correct. You definitely have to invest in yourself. Absolutely, everyone should invest in himself all the time. Everyone should work for themselves yeah, all yeah. the time. I, sure, I do agree with. Well, Walter, Invader, let me go by Invader now. I do agree with what you're saying, Invader. Also, people have to factor in. This is just a system where you're already fucked no matter what. But there are different ways to not get fucked as hard. I think Andrew Tate mentioned this as well. There's different ways to play the game. You know? This is chess, essentially. You can either – there's also really good chess players. There's really average chess players. And there's some really bad chess players. I think you want to come out as an average chess player. If you come out as an average chess player, you're good to go, honestly. I mean, but chess yeah, is pretty but, hard. I think chess is a hard game. Chess well, is not easy to learn. Well, yeah, but like everyone, if they really want to, can't be successful if they keep trying. So I was talking to a buddy about this not long ago, actually, mm-hmm. like early, earlier tonight. He 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 was afraid to try different things and fail. Me, my whole life, I was always down with trying something and and being okay with failing as long as I could keep trying to do something else. Mm-hmm. And I've tried everything to be successful in life. And I still, to this day, I, I, I worked I worked today 12 hours uh, uh, um, to work on websites and whatnot. Like, you got to keep trying. That's why I was going to win for nothing. But then again, those 12 hours I could have used watching TV. You always have to keep trying to do something. And I feel like a lot of people, I don't think people are stupid. The majority of people aren't dumb. But the majority of people are lazy. It's programming. Well, no, it's, it's it's listen are, to whoever tells them certain things. A lot, a lot, as you know, living through life a long time, a lot of people are not capable of critical thinking skills. A lot of people cannot think for themselves. So if people are constantly telling you one thing you can't think for yourself, and they're telling you fucking depression, victimization, all this bullshit, you yourself are gonna go, well, fuck it. I've already lost where I even started. You know? Well, no. I, I think it also builds into the influence in your life that makes you be that way as well. Well, wait, hold on, because there's there's a lot of distractions in everyone's life a yeah. ton and a lot of people rather do the distractions than do actual work so mm-hmm. so i work with my buddy we do pools and i actually took off from doing pool work today mm-hmm. uh and he got out at three i knew you know today was gonna be an early day but i took the day off so i go work 12 hours on what we- on websites and, and and do other work <laughs> yeah no no and on weekends, I, I do. I'm working constantly, but but I'm making good money. I'm not trying. I'm not bragging or whatever. But like I'm making That's pretty good fine. money, and I'm working on increasing and doing more things. And I'm doing YouTube. I did a YouTube video today and made hundred dollars from doing some YouTube videos. And I'm I'm constantly. Okay, don't working. try rubbing in now. <laughs> no, no. But like, what I'm saying is, I'm constantly working and growing and, and and trying to make more money. And I feel like a lot of people don't don't want to do that. They want to put the effort in, but they want. They want what, what someone else has the result, but they don't want to do the effort. And majority yeah. of people that don't put the effort in, you know, and, and there's been a time, and I'm just kidding, you know this as well, mm-hmm. in YouTube, you didn't get money for doing videos. You just did them. Right. You're popular, yep. you're not popular, it didn't matter. And and and, and or, there, or or people that got money, there was only a little small percentage that got a little bit of money on top in YouTube. And I my first YouTube check was $27. Like, it was fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. But... You got to keep doing it and keep working at it. I learned how to do wrestling to myself. Like, you got to keep doing it. And for a long time, I made not one penny. But if you can figure out this way to do this, if you keep jumping in, if you keep taking that leap of trying to do things, then you're going to be successful ultimately if you keep doing it nonstop. But if you take time away to watch TikTok or to Chang'e or play Yu-Gi-Oh, then it's obviously going to inhibit you, mm-hmm. you know? 
and don't get me wrong, I play Yu-Gi-Oh still. I'm really super active in Yu-Gi-Oh. I play constantly, but I, I also do a lot of other work stuff as well, you know. And I think that's important. And a lot of people just don't do it. Like my buddy, my best friend, actually, um, he's afraid of trying new things. Like he, he went to me today. MSK, you can relate to this. He goes, I want to do YouTube. And he's been doing YouTube for a while, but he goes, I want to do it. And I go, excellent. He goes, but in order to do it, I want to do it my way. And I was like, okay. And he said, here's how I do a video. It takes a lot of work. I make a script. I write a, I write a script. And then I and then I I record the video, okay. And then I go and I edit the entire video, and within a couple of days I have one video. Now, as a YouTuber, anyone who's even the big YouTubers will tell you that is the wrong way to do it. The best way to do YouTube is create content and get better at being a public speaker. Because this right here is the skills of a YouTuber right here. All this, mm -hmm. this is the number one skill of a YouTuber. And my video quality was dog shit. But my audio, audio quality, my my, and how I speak audibly was great. Mm -hmm. People don't care about visually; they care about audibly more. They even revealed that most people consume videos now through just listening, right? I mean, a lot looking of at there. the physical screen, right? Because people do the second monitor thing that they're watching from listening from home or driving in a Absolutely. car, or listening. Yeah, and, and 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 I was trying to explain to my friend, no, 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 no. You just gotta work on being a better person audibly. And he says, "I'm not good at it. I'm not even gonna try at it. I'm just gonna edit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a script." I'm gonna edit. That's how I'll be able to create better content. And 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 yeah. I'm I'm like and he goes and he goes. I want to do it my way because this is the best way I know. You, I can you know, because like, I've had people tell me the same things too, and like they've asked my advice, but they don't want to take it because, however, numbers of subscribers you have, they're like, well, this person at this big, because that'd be another hour we see here discussing that. But I'll, I'll just I'll just tell this: people who don't do it when they finally do it will understand that all their ideas they were initially thinking as they were a, a viewer. Don't matter for shit. You know, people always use still the same stupid tried argument. But your subscribers to your viewers, it doesn't matter. If anyone said that to me, I just do, I just do my opinion irrelevant. Because they don't understand it. Yeah. No, I know a fan is going to understand that though. A casual fan of my, yeah, that's fine. You're, you're not supposed to understand. And I, and I get that. But someone who wants to do this needs to understand the way the platforms, all of them work this way. There's exceptions to the rule. There's the average people like always like me and you, or you'd be a little bit more above in the middle, probably tier, right? I'm gonna be right here. There's nothing you can't climb. There's no rules saying you can't climb, but this is this is literally rolling a dice for the most part. No one's one way works, but people do lie about and exaggerate a lot of things. So what I've noticed a lot of people do always go like, well, Mr. Beast does that. And I'm like, cool. Can you do that? Yeah, try it. They do it. They don't do it at all as well. Not as good. Content is pretty bad. And I was asking, how, how long has someone watched your video, though? Because the thing is, you can make a really great video. But if no one actually watched it or listened to it, it doesn't well, matter. It, it goes back to having the skills. And and when I first started my video, first of all, I have a really thick New York accent. But when I talk <laughs> in my microphone, I, I change the way I talk. And mm -hmm. I've learned that throughout the years mm -hmm. because it makes them more and, – and, and people for, forever would insult my accent. But I learned – I go, if I could talk like this, more clear, concise, and and, and straight up, uh, people will be able to understand it better. Every now and then my accent slips out, but I, I, I talk like this so people can hear me better. And when I do my YouTube videos, I, I talk exactly like – I try to. I make the initiative. 
and, and I work on it. And as a, and it's a skill that you work towards. And with any skill, the more work you put towards it, the better you become. And I was trying to explain to my friend, I'm like, you're not developing any skills. You could be, you could, you could learn how to be a good editor. You could learn how to write great scripts. But if you can't talk good, on you YouTube, that? no one's going to watch you. Have you noticed that? A lot of people are like, man, I got, I got to get good, good, good at editing. I got to, I was like, I don't no. edit. For the most part, I I edit about as well as I can. I'm not saying that it can't get better at it, but the thing here is like I did very well with barely minimal edits to any videos. Most of them was just intro, video itself, outro, we're done. The, the the trick with YouTube is, and I tell every, and I keep telling people this, and people flounder it immediately is, mm -hmm. make yourself relatable, and and, and most people will have the ability to be relatable right off the gate. Like mm -hmm. I'm a very easygoing guy, but even if you're not a relatable person, you can make yourself a relatable person, but that takes skills. And by learning how to edit and, and create a um, create a script, you you you're you're you're, fo you're you're focusing your efforts in something that you don't need to do. I would rather a new YouTuber make fifty videos, and then I would have them watch their first video, and I haven't watched their fiftieth video, and I would say, "Can you see a difference?" Most people, if they're honest, will say, "Of course I can." But if you work in editing and you work in scripts and all that stuff, you're gonna have five videos in a year, and I'm gonna ask you if you see a difference, and you might go, "Well, I can edit a little bit better." But you haven't learned anything. I also, also factored in when people say I want to do these highly edited videos. People factor in they're gonna. People don't understand my ideas. You know how Yu-Gi-Oh people have this too. We're like because I thought of it first. I'm the first one to do it. No, no. no. Other people are already thinking what you're doing. The difference here is there's people who execute on it. There's people who don't execute on it. So you're factoring in. I do these highly edited videos. Well, don't you think other people are trying the exact same thing? There's no guarantee yours will probably get this more highly edited. Doesn't make any sense. That's not how that's ever worked though. Mm -hmm. So you're so you're already thinking at a disadvantage when you could be pumping out more videos, getting better at making videos, and trying to see like, okay, where is this really going? Then spending eight hours editing a video that's going to get you pretty much you you yeah you have five videos in a year, and it's like if there's no one really watching it, you might need to change your strategy because put factor in just because it works one way for one person doesn't mean you're going to have that exact same path. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where that comes from. It's a, a, a mind blowing lot of people that do YouTube that sort of doing YouTube immediately stop after a while because. They don't understand like the basis of how to start becoming a content creator. There's a mm -hmm. bunch of videos out there that, that told a lot of stuff, and some have a lot of good points, some have none. Some are uh, some, I, some are mixed. Some I've looked at like I'm pretty sure I know what I'm talking about. They're all they're selling this like this what's the thing? They're selling you a bridge. But it's just crazy. Sounds like I built the bridge. Don't tell you the hard work going into building that bridge. They're selling right. you a bridge. All this money you can make through sponsorships. Do you know how to how would you even contact a sponsor? They don't even tell you that. They say, you get a sponsor and all sorts of stuff to make money. You people know how to actually pitch a sponsor your idea? Sponsors just don't sponsor just randomly. I don't people know that. That does not just happen. You would have to either come up with a pitch to get them to give you money, or you've been making so many good videos and views in your video, they would naturally come to you. Things like that. People are just so illiterate and they just don't understand and it. And you try to explain it to them, guess what they give you? But you're not as successful as this person. The worst part the is someone asking you for advice, you give them advice and them telling you your advice doesn't work even though you have like a track record. That is the worst feeling in them. It happened like I said, my, my, my best friend mm -hmm. said, hey man, You'll be successful for YouTube. Um, I, you know, I look up to that kind of stuff. I'm kind, kind of jealous. I wish I had, I had what you had at YouTube. Here's what I do. And he said, I, I work on a script. I work, do editing. I'll do. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was like, that's not how you do it. His, and then he goes, I'm doing it my way. No, no, no. This isn't a fucking my way kind of thing with YouTube. It doesn't work like, oh, wow, he's doing it his way. He's so whatever. That's not how the algorithm picks you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah the person's like, well, we're going to be different. Good. You can be different and you can have 20 subs. Go ahead.
that and and, and <laughs> you know you want to help because I really do want to help my best friend, but at the same time, if he's not willing to help himself, what can I do for him that he's not able to open up for himself? There's nothing. So as so I, me personally, I'm just gonna tell my friend moving forward, don't talk to me about YouTube because if you don't want to learn, I'm not gonna teach you. Compromise is a dirty word to people, but they need to learn. An exercise that compromise is often looked at as a weakness. I agree. Yeah. When in reality, it's a necessity a lot of times, especially when it comes to owning such operating a business. You don't want to lose your identity, but you may need to make some concessions. Absolutely. To, yeah, you're right, man. I, I agree. Like I said, when I first started my YouTube channel, I, I, I talked with my, my real voice. And I had a very thick accent, and I couldn't mm -hmm. really get words out to people. So – and I and I would be insulted. That was that was the first thing. And and for for a while, I'll be honest with you, I was really defensive. I put a wall up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is how I talk. They don't like it. Fuck them. But realistically, they weren't. You know, after a while, you 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 got to put a lot of thoughts. And, and as I got older too, I guess you know, you, I focused more on it. But they weren't really attacking me. They were upset themselves because they couldn't understand what I was saying. So they couldn't absorb the content that I was creating. Mm -hmm. So I said as a compromise. I got to work on how I talk via YouTube when I make my content so they can hear me better. Because if they can hear me better, they can absorb what I'm saying, and they're not going to be upset. They're not going to attack me for the way I talk. They're going to like what I say or or at least be able to absorb what I say. So that was like a compromise as far as YouTube. So, yeah, no, 100%. There was still a compromise. Um, besides relationships. Relationships are, are weird. I feel like compromising relationships are kind of goofy. And and that's a whole different subject, but God, man, I there's in relationships are a set thing. When dudes try to do dishes and talk about like, oh, I loved cooking. I'm gonna cook and she's gonna clean, dude. That's bitch like behavior. <laughs> but that's whatever. I got. I mean, you might say that for another time, but you know, I ain't cooking for shit. If I'm cooking, I'm single. My wife is not is useless to me, but you know, what what the fuck do I know? I've been with my wife for twenty years, but a lot of these guys dating their fucking you know, dating. They even dated one girl. They they're dating talk women. They're dating their ethot. They're fucking, and they, so they know all about. Dude, I had a dude who got who got married like this first year, and he went to me, and he's like, "Any advice?" Because I've been with my bitch for twenty years. He goes, "Any advice you got for me?" I go, "Yeah, don't take shit for her, and do the manly shit without bitching." And and when she asks you to do her shit, don't do it. So if she says, "I'm really tired. Wash the dishes." Tell her, "Get that fat ass up and wash the dishes." But when she says, "But but when the garbage when the time to take the garbage out, that's a man shit." You take the garbage out without question. Don't bitch about it. I don't give a fuck how, if you worked 80 hours. You get your mm -hmm. fat ass up and you take the garbage out. You do your right. row. She, she does her row. And there will never, ever be an argument in that household. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, but I don't mind doing dishes. And I go, then your wife's going to fuck the milkman when you're fucking going to work because you're such a beta. Straight into his face. And he got and people get like get mad at me about this. But it's like, no, bro. There's yeah. a way. The, th there's a reason why a lot of people's dads and moms are together. When they see their dad doing traditional values, but mm -hmm. this new age, this new age stuff is sissy shit, bro. You know, it, it, it's it's just it's just sissy shit. Dudes acting like bitches, talking about how they got a girl, bro. You don't got a girl. You you got you got a girl for now, and eventually you're just a fucking pussy. She's gonna be someone else's bitch, and she and he's gonna he's gonna sort her out. What's up, WZ? Yeah, it's one of these things where have you noticed that people who do to do the more manly thing or they do what they know is their best like the best outcome for the situation they're more stern the more they have more better convictions they're like no i'm not doing that i don't give a fuck or i'll leave you and that girl if she likes you enough she'll stay that's the thing is women i don't know if anyone's noticed this throughout histories and wars apparently leftists love wars they never bring this point up i noticed this my main women are one of the most adaptable species ever Factors in. 
If I was part of the Chinese, what, what, what was that war they went through with the Great Wall, the Mongolians, right? It was that war before Mongolian. they built the Great Wall to keep them out. Petrin, if the Mongolians came and slaughtered people in China, the Chinese women would have to basically adopt to the Mongolian way or they get slaughtered too. Now, women, if you were, women do this thousands and thousands of years. Women understand this very clearly. They'll never tell you this because they're sexist. But I'll, I'll say it like it is. Women, if they want to adapt to a situation, will or won't do it. They're the best at adapting. If you say, I'm not doing that shit. She, li- she likes you enough or loves you enough. She'll either just compromise. Well, especially how about this. If you make good money and you hold it down, bitches don't like to fucking downgrade in anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. So if you bust your ass, you're working, you're making good money, and you got those bills paid off, your bitch ain't going to leave you yeah, yeah, because yeah. she ain't mm-hmm. going to leave you for some bum that's going to have her fat ass out there working. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's say you're so doing which, everything. Which, which, which you she got her. Do? Let's say you got her a car. You got her a car. You got your own car. All yeah. the bills are paid. She ain't got worried about nothing. And she got some money in her pocket for whenever she wants. Yeah. It's, it's one of these things where you're the king. understand I, this very well. I feel people don't think people don't think girls are stupid. No, no, no. Girls know this. They they expect you to know that because girls think we're all like mind readers and shit. And when <laughs> a bitch goes, when a bitch goes 50-50, she, she 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 a bitch wants rights like a fat bitch at a buffet. When she says 50-50, she's really meaning for you to do all the bullshit, no matter what her her whatever, her shit and your bullshit. And you not take and you and you just appreciate the fact that you got a bitch. Mm-hmm. Guys need, and, and this is why the conservative generation, the younger generation, is going to come up with this ideology as well. They're going to turn to a bitch, and she's going to be like, "Go wash the dishes," and he'll be like, "Bitch, leave. If you don't want to wash the dishes, I'll find another bitch to wash the dishes. I'll fucking break them. I'll buy new dishes. I got. I make the money. But you're going to go ahead and do your row. I'm going to do my row. And right. the second you try to play me for for not doing your row, I'll just replace you, bitch, because you're not fucking whatever. And, and You'll see a change in all this girl power. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, women need to be independent. Independent bitch is a single bitch. No bitch wants to be single. What? No no broad wants to just be by his, oh, I'm, I'm strong independent. Bitch, that means you have to go to work because you're so far unfuckable and unlikable that no dude wants to stay around and deal with your bullshit. Independent just means single. That's what it means. Yeah. Look at the definition. It means single. When a bitch is I'm independent, that bitch has got a dude to go home to. That's a corny bitch. Mm-hmm. A bitch that's a bitch that's not independent is a woman who holds it down. Those women like that call traditional wives slaves. And anyone who says that is retarded. That's not what it is. Any bitch was. who says that has a 40-hour work week and is unhappy. <laughs> and no dude. Have you and, noticed and, that and, that's a new thing now? That's to call traditional wives slave. You were the slave to the man. No, 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 no. Dude, the woman knew her role, executed on her role. The man liked that, saw that as a great quality having her, and then married her. Absolutely. Obviously, they, they think, yeah, obviously that goes. Obviously, the maternal thing for your kids and shit like that too, but that's how it worked. Though that was not a slave. The guy that goes to be like, "You need to be my wife, or I'll fucking kill you." No one did that. It was either, "Hey, it was a mutual thing. She knew her role. You knew her role. She expected this out of you. You expected that out of her." Every, that's it. Every guy wants a bitch home because he wants her home for when they have babies, before she go watch the babies. So he works. It's mm-hmm. very, it's a very simple like concept. When, when when these goofy fucking independent, which is another way of saying cat, future cat ladies, when these dumb broads tell you that you're bad, when they look at you and go, no, no, you should you, you should do whatever you want, and he should always work and make the money for you. Nah, bitch, I'm the king, okay? I'm the highest, and the, the king is the highest in the land, okay? That's right there. The queen is the second highest in the land. The second highest isn't bad, but at the end of the day, the queen is the king's bitch. He's not taking her shit, okay? He's doing king shit. He's going off to war. He's fighting all the battles. But when he gets home, he's about to get his dick sucked by the queen. And the, when the queen doesn't act like the queen, what does he do? He gets rid of the bitch. 
It's like, get the fuck out of here, goofy bitch. I'll get another queen, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm going to war. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. running the whole kingdom. And when I come home, I want what I want. I want, and it ain't like whatever, like blowjobs, but I want my dishes washed. And well, you're going to well, come to me like, a, I'm the bad guy. Get yeah, the about, fuck out of here. Well, it's about being a high-value man. If you're a high-value man, women will naturally. Younger women who've had no life experience, even like a high-value man. Yeah, I Every why. woman wants a high-value man. Yeah. Every high-value man wants a bitch to act right. Simple. And, and but we have a lot of beta males, and the beta males go go to the girl, and the girl's like, "Well, I'm gonna work," and he's like, "Okay, okay, honey, I'm gonna work." And, and, and that bitch is at work sucking some dude's dick, and the beta male's home watching the babies like a pussy. Like they, 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 this is why they, they, when I go, I don't re, like I don't respect a lot of people. It's not because I'm a mean person. It's because if you can't hold your household down, how the fuck are you gonna turn to me and tell look down on me? How the fuck are you gonna turn to me and say? You're this and you're that. If you can't even hold your own house down, you know, and there's a lot of dudes out there. I'm telling you right now, crazy amount of dudes out there that are bitches. And then they're turning to me and look down on me. Get the fuck out of here. I hold it down in my household. And I look around at all these other guys and they don't even hold their own. They don't even have a girl. How about that? These dudes are 25 little mom and daddy trying to get a girl and they're looking down on you. You know, so. It, it, it or at least have the incentivization, at least be have that mindset of this is what I want in a woman. A lot of guys want to go for Mrs. Right Now because they don't understand that if they get Mrs. Right Now pregnant, they got Mrs. 18 years with some bitch. It's mm-hmm. getting your shit together and looking for the right woman and having that mindset. And if you have that mindset as the king looking for a queen and treating her like a she gets hey, my wife's my wife, my wife, dead ass is treated like a queen in my house. I treat her, I put on a pedestal like a queen. But my wife is not going to ever come against the king, ever, period. That's it. We're done. And in my household, that's how it is. And even if you're single, if you have that mentality, that's what you need to be successful as far as even Mm relationship-wise. Yeah. You start having a girl be like, hey, I'm doing the man role. You can get the fuck out of me. (laughs) Goodbye. Dude, and, and this is why when, when I talk like like this is why you probably should have me on with like females because I'm gonna put them on on I'm gonna put them in or like I'm the gonna... whatever podcast have you seen that with the, these dumb broads just talking out their ass oh my god whoever raises women I need to put a I need to light their house with a flamethrower because oh all, my goodness but the thing is all these all these women are doing is just taking t- sucking on fucking uh uh what's the baby killer pills <laughs> the, oh. the the after birth pills or whatever oh the morning after legs. Pills. Yeah. yeah yeah they're going to bars getting free drinks getting fucked all day long they're young they're dumb and no one's gonna happen to a lot of those bitches one of the fucked up parties as they get older the bitches need to develop a personality and get in their role or else because listen young pussies are fine wine old pussies rotten crackers dudes even young dudes, horny dudes, is not going to fuck an old bitch as much as they're going to want to fuck a nice, hot, young bitch. Mm-hmm. Young dudes who go crazy for a fine wine. Old rotten crackers? Fuck, maybe if I'm bored, I'll come pick them up. Clean them. <laughs> but so with, the, with these old haggard, haggard bitches, these young bitches now, they can become old haggard broads, and nobody's going to want to fucking deal with their shit. Uh, I'm a queen. Bitch, you're 42. No. Okay, you're, you're not. Don't get your ass out of the club. It's embarrassing, mom grandma like get the fuck out of here i'll fuck with these young bitches and the young bitches in the future are gonna be like fuck man i need to find a king so i could be the queen to that king that's gonna be the smart bitch the smart broad is gonna look for a king the dumb broads are in the club like these bitches in that little podcast looking to get dicked down dude no guy wants a bitch that everyone has fucked 
what there, there's no value oh, the, in it. the only fans model or whatever there's no, yeah there's no value in it i don't want a girl that's fucked 50 guys and people go oh but you can fuck 50 girls yeah fucking a i can and if i can fuck you know, 50 you know, girls you know, and you know, not get them right that, that's an obstacle course women promiscuities always 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 been frowned upon even now, where it's crazy because it's been more promoted, women promiscuity has never been looked at as a good thing. Ever. Ever. Look at civilization throughout history. I promise you, women promiscuity has been all – they used to kill women for sleeping with random dudes back in the day. But biblical – it's in the Bible too. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's in the fucking Bible. The yeah. Bible's like, that bitch slept with a lot of dudes. Fuck her. Uh, God said, <laughs> fuck that bitch. Like, it's in the Bible, bro. Yeah, I, I, I've actually noticed that too. Is. Women promiscuity has never been looked has never been looked at as a good thing ever. People, some people say, why is it fair for guys? Guys, like I mentioned, life. Some things are just the way they are. I don't make the no rules. High, I no just high value man. Like no high value man wants the wife of a bitch that everybody fucked. No high zero zero mm-hmm. none. You give me a guy that wife's of a bitch like an OnlyFans girl. You got a guy who's a beta male cuck bitch. Dead ass. All right, honey, go, go, go finger asshole and tell some random stranger that you love them. I'll wait here and play Fortnite. Beta male bitch move. You know, like real high value males expect their women to be women, providers, mothers, cares, nurturers. Know that I what I just said is them figuring an asshole and telling some random kid that's paying them ten dollars a fucking whatever uh, uh to you know say some goofy shit. Like none of it, none of that stuff. So. I once again, these goofy bitches that you see now, they're just going to be depressed bitches, in, in, but they're going to be old and nobody cares. Nobody cares about like older women that are once whores. Nobody cares about them at all. Like, that's the truth. Nobody cares about men, but nobody cares about older women that used to be whores. Everybody cares about women that have the ability to have a long life, so they, can, they need to be at least young. And of course, have, a, have the right morals. Those are the women that a high value male will always look for every single time. Oh man, we have to wrap it up here. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we head out about you know Yu-Gi-Oh, the market? The market's been crazy. I can't wait to start doing Yu-Gi-Oh market watches again on the second channel, which is gonna be the new main one. Oh, I miss it so much. I've been doing Yu-Gi-Oh market watches for almost nine years straight, just not been able to do them for like uh, this past week. Has been oh, it's been eating at me. I just want to get in there and tear it open, but uh, I hate it so much. Why does you two hate me? What did I ever do? I forgot. I was too based. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> The only thing I have to say is just the fact that this world is crazy, but everything swings like a pendulum, and mm-hmm. people get hyper conservative for some generation for a generation, and then it swings to hyper liberal and hyper conservative. And, and as as especially within the past you know uh, century, it's been getting more. The pendulum has been going more further to the right, and then further to the left, and then further to the right. And I feel like a lot of these liberals, these progressive, even the YouTubers that are so hyper progressive magically, mm-hmm. they're fucked. And I, we also about in YouTube, and we were talking about this in the past, you and me, about how mm-hmm. the YouTubers today will not be here in the future, majority of them. And the and one of the reasons, yeah, And one of the reasons why is because when that pendulum shifts, it's gonna go conservative. And how many conservative YouTubers we have here, that, especially ones that are even up there, not many. Um, but I do think we're going to see a huge shift in not just Yu-Gi-Oh, but in everything. And to be honest with you, even though I don't like it when it shifts all the way to the right, I, I, it's well-deserved. Whatever happens, happens. Let it happen because the liberals have dug a hole for themselves. And they fucked up everything in society, in the country, even in the card game. And I'm really excited to see what happens when it goes the other way. 
Yeah, because the thing about Yu-Gi-Oh is, you know, people, creators like MBT, that liberal horse fucking loser, making videos saying, I don't really enjoy playing the game anymore. I've seen videos like that, and I know exactly where that leads to. Hey, guys, I'm quitting the game. I'm, I'm going to go be in life. <laughs> Some bullshit like that. Seeing videos like that, and I'm like, you know, just just only a, a ticking time. It's only just waiting, biding my time. I've seen, I'm just, just saying, people like even Simo, who've been doing YouTubing longer than a lot of people have, who's supposed to be a bigger YouTuber, basically just stopped doing most Yu-Gi-Oh content and just went into like progression series or like history of jank, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. You know, a lot of the bigger tourists people factor in just are just trying to just cope by now because they realize, and, wait a minute, this is all I can make money. And when they leave, and when they leave, which is going to be inevitable. People always fill in the void. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, well, man, uh, it was great talking to you, catching up. We'll probably see you in the next six months, actually. Hey, if it's six months, I might be in Florida by then. Oh, you'll be living in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm moving at the end of the year. Really? Oh, it's finally confirmed. Now you've been talking about doing that forever, moving to Florida. I've been saving up nonstop. I have enough to move right now, but once again, I need enough to. You always want to have extra, and that's what I've been oh, really focused on. I, I I literally just moved myself. Moving is uh, – yeah, so much. Yeah, it sucks. There's no like, good thing we, about it. Everything there's – nothing, there's nothing good about it other than you factor in uh, – when you finally see the finished product, it's going to look great. But I feel like you probably need a bigger house now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I already have some in mind, but, yeah, it's the, – the new house – I'm gonna get back to streaming on Twitch again for doing remote duels and doing more Yu-Gi-Oh content, and I have some really cool ideas that I think that it's gonna be really fun. I'm really excited about them. Yeah, because as you guys know, I enjoy doing this, and I can't wait to be back on YouTube doing Yu-Gi-Oh market watches on a newly rebranded channel. I love it. <laughs> uh, good lord. Well, guys, have a great night. Make sure you guys, if you're watching the replay, follow, like, comment. And we'll see you guys for tomorrow's main Iron Man podcast, which is the one we do with the panel, actually. As you guys know, the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, the Batman podcast, they're all just merging into one. It's under just one umbrella. So, uh, and you, what do we end up? We should end off with a clever, funny joke. Hmm. You know, Yugi in the very first Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters opening, always at this time to do 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 duel. Well, Konami should stop trying to lose money and more money and more money and more money, actually. You know, I heard being a liberal pays pays well. <laughs> Looking yeah. at the new financials, uh, they don't pay well at all. You know, wait, that was terrible. <laughs> Pretty bad. How do I end this off? How do I? Dang. Kaiba's blue eyes white dragon finishing was white lightning, and as you guys know, I support white supremacy. God. <laughs> Peace. Out.